five, four. Am I recording? Yeah, make sure you're doing that. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm on top of my shit. Except for I had to go turn the air conditioner on and then grab a seltzer. Yeah. Five. How long before Andrew's cold? <laughs> three. Five. Four. Three. Cold. Five. Four. Three. Would it make you feel much better if it was you against the world? show <laughs> i figured out how to include a yell and just saying the word welcome to episode 477 of <laughs> <laughs> uh, brett's here you can hear him he's in the background alex is here andrew's here everybody's here what a party feel free to chime in at any what point what a party yeah i'm hey, torn <laughs> it's a great day andrew's torn andrew's screwing up all the rules about staying comfortable in home what what more could we ask for? What do you mean screwing up all the rules about staying comfortable in a Fuck home? yeah. Things are fun. Life is great. Every time a home is comfortable, Andrew decides it's not comfortable for him <laughs> and he changes it. The thermostat said 86 degrees. It didn't feel like that in the basement. Yeah, the, ba- the basement, basement thermostat. wasn't that hot. felt like 85 and a half. No, the basement was... <laughs> I bet it was like 70, 70 down here. Well, It's like a cave. It's always 70-something. Are all caves 70-something? Yeah. Uh, until you go down like a mile... Then they get hot again. You've been down a mile in a cave? No, I read books, you fucking idiot. Rebs, you read a book one of these days about mining. You're from Pennsylvania. I was in a cave. Learn about mining. It's your heritage. Your Jewish heritage. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when Moses built that mine under the Red Sea? (laughs) He said, let my people cave. Yeah. (laughs) You're kidding, but where do you think all those shekels came from? Yeah. They, get, they had to get them from something. They had to be mined, and the they Jews. had to be pressed into shekels. Yeah, you think the Jews pressed them? No, but they uh, used them to control the world. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say before I started yelling about oh, the Jews? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, nobody knows. You said you were torn, and then I said I was torn by the fact that you can't accept a comfortable living environment. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm torn about the show. Mm-hmm. So we just recorded... Uh, Part one of a Nicaragua recap. See, <laughs> by just, you meant like six days ago. Yeah, and we have to do follow-up still. <clears throat> yeah, we didn't finish the story at all. I know. <laughs> so that's the thing. There's this big story hanging out there that needs to be gotten to. Mm. But it's on the PCL. Yeah. And it should still be on the PCL. But now we're sitting here recording Yeah, with that story hanging out there. Okay. This is why I'm torn. Yeah. Well, that's life for uh, free people. You know? Yeah. So if they do want to hear at least part of the story, um, one of the most exciting parts, I think. Eh, Was it that exciting? Okay. One of the most tumultuous parts, which equates to exciting. um, You go to portmanshow.com slash VIP. Sign up there for as little as five bucks a month. See, now I'm saying all the parts the puke says, and I don't know what to say. It's hard. You're doing great. 
<clears throat> no, I don't feel like I'm doing great. But <laughs> sign up there. Get access to it. Get access to part two whenever that comes out. Um, I was just... And that's the end of the show, everybody. Thanks for coming. Yep. See ya. Um, I was just having a discussion with Brett back and forth today about how I hate Zoom. Brett's joining us via Zoom. I don't want to do <laughs> Zoom anymore if we can help it. However, I'm going to break my own rule that I didn't even make yet. Um, <laughs> Alex, you're going back to Columbus. Zoom. Zoom. Okay. Soon? Is that what he's I, <laughs> I think trying, trying to make yeah. But <laughs> instead Zoom he just Zoom. invented Microsoft's MP3 player. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I think to recap, we'll still need you because you were involved. Yeah. You were a major factor in all this, mm-hmm. so we'll have to zoom you in too. He was there. Oh, that's gonna be a terrible show. <laughs> I know. So sign up for the PCO to Wait, get access to terrible shows. Thanks. <laughs> I was on Zoom for the first one. And it was great. I thought it was terrible. And Andrew doesn't... Yeah, Andrew thinks it's terrible. But Andrew, I mean, I listened to an episode of Portman Show. I don't know why I did this. I do it sometimes. It's I'm called sorry. De Niro Death Experience. Oh. When's that from? January 2020, where I kick off the show by saying, wait till you see what a great year it's going to be. <laughs> Spring is almost here, and wait till you see how great everything is. Um, by March, things will be great, I think I said at one point. So this show, my performance is good, but this show is a pearl. And you would probably hate it. <laughs> I probably would. Why would I hate it? Because you hate Because everything. you hate the show. You hate shows that we've done in the past. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but at the same time, Andrew, you do play those shows for people. Yeah, so I you want to hear my show. Now, how you know how often I say, "Do you want to hear my show?" Once, I don't say that. <laughs> I don't ever say, no, "Do you, you want to hear my show?" Uh-huh. I talk about the show existing, yeah, and then I just say, "Don't ever listen, <laughs> never listen," and and then they go, "I'm going to listen." I go, "No, no, 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 no." That's the same thing. It's called reverse psychology. But it's yeah. not my intention. I'm not trying to reverse it. I'm trying to straightforward that psychology. I don't <laughs> believe you. How about that? This is what it feels like to be reverse psychologized. No, it doesn't. Do you feel that? No. Do you feel that tension? Do you feel that curiosity? (laughs) No. Do you feel that desire to keep moving forward with whatever it is that I'm leading you on towards? No, I feel a desire to keep moving forward with what I was doing, and and, uh, you're just creating friction. Friction? I can't listen to this. Uh, What what do they say about friction? (laughs) It creates heat. Yeah. Both of those things. (laughs) It's generally unwanted in mechanical applications. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of things that have probably been said about friction. I will say to yeah, continue. Yeah, the worst. One, one more derailment. I just want to acknowledge on the Zoom end of things, which I admit is not, not a good position, and I'm sorry to put us in that. I, I am liking Brett's Zooming right now because he's very ventriloquist in the fact that he starts talking, and then like a minute later, his face starts moving and making words. Oh, that's because you're looking. That's because you're watching the, the YouTube live stream. feed. Yeah, and it's it's delayed from our real eyeballs. Yeah, you got to watch that monitor over there for the real time. Well, if I didn't want the magic of ventriloquism, yeah, <laughs> it's like a poorly timed Asian film. It's dubbed. So, what are you going to do with the Zoom rule? Oh. It, yeah, I definitely think that rule has probably kept us back. Kept from having us guests back. for years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but do we want guests on Zoom? I, I mean, I feel this like is, there were occasions we could have had, yeah. This doesn't really seem like a show that requires guests. 
Yeah. I think we do. What do you mean? Yeah, you're well. the fucker who asked for guests the most. Back in the but day I, when people were there and they didn't have to Zoom. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now, yeah, we're, but, now it's different. Uh, it's, it's not a show that requires planning. It's like we, we really that. have a great thing here. It's so many shows require so many things that this show doesn't. Don't worry. No one dislikes me as much as me. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do we have any drops? To, to, yeah. So, should we not talk about Nicaragua? Today, yes, we should not talk How about badly it. Badly, do you got to come? I'm glad that do we're you also like the drops are back. Yet? Yeah, I'm. I'm also glad that we're back to drops stomping all over everything everybody tries to say. <laughs> everybody wanted drops, and now what's your favorite drop, Alex? Oh, put me on the spot. Um, I don't know. The various ones involving jizz. Mm. So this is 90% of the drops are your favorite. <laughs> An assortment of jizz-related drops. The I best like, is a drop medley. Yeah, I, I like I like a smattering of, of varying things. Just a smattering of jizz. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have to finish the Nika, Nika saga someday. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. But you're going to make an exception to the rule for Alex? Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, he was literally there. So without that, what can and he's even the one with notes. Talk about that's what, that's what I'm thinking about too. I here's one thing left hanging. I speaking of caves and the fact that this place is a cave. I had a dream about going to a cave again. Okay, <laughs> it wasn't super interesting, other than the fact that there's like this weird synchronicity that we were talking about caves, and I literally had a dream that I went into a cave and I turned the lights off. Neat. Why were there lights in a cave? Because so you can see. <laughs> so you can get Plus into Tell us everything the cave. you remember. Tell us everything you remember about this dream go. It uh it was I, I just remember wanting to go into a cave and not You see want anything. to go into the cave. I want to go into this cave. We're in a cave. I want to be in the cave, but I want the lights to be off in the cave. What are Wait. the lights in the cave? Uh, well, I have a phone and I have a flashlight. Because okay, you have a phone to, and a flashlight. You Those are the things you want that backups. are creating the mm-hmm. yeah. And in the in this dream, I'm also remembering when I was a, a young boy and when I went to Mammoth Cave. There was a park ranger. He wore one of those, you know, Smokey the Bear. Yeah. From yes. Not Smokey the Bandit. Smokey the Bear. Smokey the Bear, Forest Fire Prevention Representative of the United States of America. Uh, he has one of those ranger hats where it's got the little divots on it, mm-hmm. and then it's got the wide brim, and it's like army green. When I was a young boy, I went to Mammoth Cave and there was a ranger with just such a hat and he took us deep into the Mammoth Caves and he told us about stalactites and stalagmites. And there was one point where he said, okay, you know how there's 50 of us in here and we can see because of flashlights? Guess what? And he turns off the flashlights and we're like, whoa. I'm pretty sure this is what happens in every cave. Oh, yeah. Do they always turn the flashlights oh, yeah, on? Yeah. I've only every- been in one cave and it was back in uh, Tennessee in September with Amy when she had her freak out in the cave. She froke she froked out she in the cave. She froke the fuck out. <laughs> Why when did she do that? When they turned off the lights or just being in the cave did it? Both. How oh, good. That sounds like And then a they turn the lights event. off and it's like, oh cool, right? Yeah. And then there was one light. Was now it was Amy's Alex, fucking phone. Oh she You want to go experience. into the cave. You want to be in this cave. I want to go into the cave. Because I, this past couple of weeks, I've been on a journey of self-discovery, I think. I think this is how this all gets tied together. 
And I've, okay, so it's kind of like in Empire Strikes Back, where he goes into the cave on Yoda's planet to fight him mm-hmm. to face demons. Which I've I've done a similar experience before. It's called a sweat lodge. Andrew would hate it because it's types from hot. popular media. You froze for a minute, Brett. But God. Oh, he froze again. I'm here. I'm I I should be fine. Okay. <laughs> so sweat lodge. Sweat lodge. So sweat lodge is uh it, it pulls from like Native American ceremonies. Essentially you just have a little yurt tent like thing. What, what, you how? pile people into it, you get hot rocks, you pour water on the hot rocks while this yurt thing is closed, it is pitch black in there, it gets unbearably hot, you can barely breathe, you chant Indian songs. And you either try not to pass out or you pass out and try to come back. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. We got to talk about Indians. Out of all the different we need people, talk about this cave. Okay, we'll get back to the cave, but this is important. Um, out of all the peoples okay. of the planet, why would anybody look to the Indian peoples as like let's do what they do? Some people, a lot of people, believe that uh, Western society is the bane of all true natural human existence and they looked for a simpler way of life a more connected to the world no i just think they're usually western people that are like they grow up in that society and Mm -hmm. they're just trying to like find something different because they don't realize that it's actually really hard to be whereas the myth myth of the noble savage myth of the noble savage i think most people that grew up without food are like would be happy with the Western society where they can where shut like windows pull- and turn the AC on when yeah. they drink hot and coffee. like when you shit, you can wipe your ass and the toilet paper just goes away. It doesn't get collected next to the toilet. Right. Well, let's just <laughs> look at the peoples of the world. Pick a pick an era when when Indians roamed vibrantly. Uh like six, just six, name a year. Eighteen twelve. Okay. The 1491. year one. Now, let's look at the world. When we look across the world, we have the Eastern dynasties, right? And they have all this crazy shit going on. And then... You mean the Chinamen? Yep, the Chinamen. Okay, yeah. And then you go to Europe, and they have fucking castles. They uh-huh. built goddamn castles. And this is like 2,000 years or more after the Egyptians did all their stuff. But we look at the Indians. What, what, they, they built like a teepee? Have you been to South America, my friend? The uh, Aztecs? Those, those aren't Indians. Those... What? Those aren't Indians. What are they? They're not Indians. Indians are fucking teepees and feathers and buffalo. About, oh, you're talking about North American I'm natives talking, only. Yes. Okay. I'm talking about the culture. <laughs> the Aztec culture is very different from like the Hopi culture. Yeah. Well, you just yeah. said Indians, and that generally okay. encompasses all the native peoples just saying, of this continent. We, we shouldn't take the people who have literally produced the least, most <laughs> insignificant things as uh, the the, you know, the way forward yeah. for some sort of self-discovery or Well, anything. I think we could look towards the Apaches which were fond of stealing babies and dragging them behind horses to kill them. Well, there you go. Yeah. And using rifles. That's what they we're were, looking up to. They were fucking savage. Read that book, uh, Midnight... Mid- oh, you have no. me download it. Midnight Rider? No, it's like... Uh, fuck. Something about the summer moon. Harvest of the summer moon. I'll find it. But it's a great book because it's like... You know, I heard about it on another podcast... And the reason that it interested me is because everything you hear about the Indians is they love nature and they were all so peaceful and they they brought turkey to the na- to the uh, the colonists right I, and then you you read they about love nature because they never figured out how to manipulate it no yeah well when they got out uh, the the Comanches or the Apaches I forget exactly which one but they were they just ran around like on horses and they got horses from the Spain Spanish Spanish Spoonish. <laughs> 
the Spanish, mm-hmm. obviously, and then they just so were wait, like you're a thousand. Me the Indians uh, couldn't even figure out horses. Years. They didn't have horses. No, the and the Indian ancestors slaughtered all the horses. You know, horses came from Europe, right? No. When the Spanish, who the fuck knows about horses? When the conquistadors first landed on uh, you know South America or really the Bahamas, people were freaked the fuck out because they thought it was some sort of horse alien human alien. Yeah, yeah. They had never horses seen. were extinct in this part of the world then. For a long time. No, I don't believe this for a second. <laughs> I think this is just okay, a thing that people like to say to shock people. <laughs> okay, Andrew. Well, how about this? You want to shit on this time? You want to shit on 1491 and all the years around it? Or, well, years before it. 1492 was kind of a turning point here. Um, what post-9-11 inconveniences existed in that world? None. That's a great point. None. That's a great point, You didn't Brett. have electric cars. Uh, you didn't have Did I say that phones. world was a bad world? I didn't make an argument one way or the other. You said the Indians were bad people. uh, No. The men create the world, right? (laughs) Strong men create good times. Yeah. Mm. These are men creating good times. So the times were good. You're saying if you're not criticizing the world, you're saying the times were good? No, I'm not saying they were good or bad. I'm just saying we we shouldn't look at, of all the cultures throughout history, we shouldn't look at the Indian culture. Because either A, you're telling me they were so stupid, they couldn't designate a man on a beast... (laughs) <laughs> from a man beast yeah that which i don't believe that for a second okay i don't believe they're it that stupid be, it could be that's very tale, racist yeah. of you to think that they're that stupid that's they not couldn't, point, yeah. the story goes that they could not yes you would see eventually you would see the man dismount the horse you wouldn't need to see him pay. dismount the horse to know that that's what a man looks like if he were on a thing i think andrew might have a point here like this like could if come you from- if you never saw a bicycle Right, and then you saw a man ride up on a bicycle. You wouldn't assume that man has mechanical wheels. This it's definitely totally different. this because this <laughs> is a that? this is a story that's been told. I've heard this too. The whole like man horse being yeah. thing. It's just a funny to me what it, to make it reads like interesting. Yeah, I mean, it reads like a historian read like one account from like the stupidest person in the tribe who yeah. was just completely retarded and did believe honestly believe this and then this historian said look i did research i published a paper it got peer reviewed and it does kind now of this sound is my like, little tidbit thing like uh, you know if you're if you're a highfalutin european and you're telling the stories about the indians back in the day and you're super yeah. like racist you want to make them sound stupid you're like look how dumb yeah. these fucking people are we're gonna go take their gold we just ride horses and they go what are they right aliens like Okay. <laughs> Even are, though they built pyramids. There are objects all throughout this world that we've never seen. Right? Name one. Here, and uh, if a man was carrying one, would you think that object is his hand? <laughs> I mean, what if the it looked Aztecs like his hand? specifically believed at the time in their folklore that a kind of reckoning was upon them. Mm. That is so when the Spanish arrived, man, horse, or no. They thought that this was the reckoning, and a lot of them submitted for that reason. Aztecaning. The Aztecaning. <laughs> uh, the book is called Empire of the Summer Moon, and it's about the Comanches. And the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Is it, is it uh, true or fiction? It's based on historical like accounts of an actual person that lived with the Comanches. So I feel like it's as good as anything. I mean, what the fuck? Who knows? <clears throat> but it was fascinating. Now, the Aztecs, you know, they were able to build them pyramids and then like, you know, down in Chile or wherever, where the, where's that uh, uh, Machu Picchu? Peru. That's Peru. Peru, where they have the crazy blocks mm-hmm. that yeah. are so accurately yeah, cut. That, like, that, was a, that was a civilization. Like, Rome was a civilization. Like, Egypt was a civilization. Mm-hmm. The Indians had no civilization is what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Like well, if you're gonna they if did, you're gonna they mimic no, no, behavior, no, no, no. they did have a civilization. It just wasn't oh, really? advanced whatsoever. Right. <laughs> I mean, they knew how to build. Like, well, a lot of what our expectation of what the Indians are is from the Plains Indians. You know, teepees and walking around on the plains hunting buffalo. But there were Indians that had like you know they had structures. Yeah, pueblos, longhouses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pueblos. Yeah. There you go. They made bowls. When we're done with this, let's take this audio file <laughs> and put it in a new RSS feed and call it North American Historical Society Podcast and just put it up and see what happens. I, I want us to make like a 501c3 and we can start donating to ourselves to tell <laughs> yeah. the stories of the native peoples. Yeah, we'll just make it up as we go along. <laughs> we Here's, just call it, were they really that great? Yeah. The museum. We've had a we've had enough of this worship of the native people. <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of revision on this now that like, yeah, they weren't that great. They dragged babies. Yeah. Right? They believed dumb stuff. They killed each other constantly. Yeah, they they definitely fought each other an Indian, plenty. An Indian related thing that's bothered me recently, uh just yesterday. Is I, curry? No, I actually love curry. I love making houses <laughs> smell like curry. I love eating curry. I love shitting curry. It's uh, curry for life for me. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast that covers like little news tidbits and things like that. And they played a clip from the UC Berkeley virtual uh, public school of public health virtual graduation. Hmm. And they did this whole thing. I mean, y- you can imagine who these people are. So they're pretty woke. So they do this whole thing like <laughs> three different people before they start talking, make some sort of like, I would just like to acknowledge that we are on land that was stolen from the Kiotepe people hundreds of years ago. And we really owe them the honor of recognizing that. And then these motherfuckers just go on with saying like how great their public works are and how much wokeism they're going to spread through the world. And it's like, hey, no, you don't get to just say, I'm sorry some people were assholes and we're just going to keep being assholes, but we said we're sorry. So we're just, we're allowed to be assholes now too. So that pissed walk me the off. walk. Yeah. It's like, okay, motherfucker, if you're uh, sorry that you stole this land, how about you give the land back and how stop about you go live in that sweat hut for life? Exactly. <laughs> the other thing that pissed me off about it too was yeah. the, uh, the other easy, obvious thing, which is like, Hey, why do the Kiotepe people, why are they the ones that get acknowledged? Are you just going to erase the histories of all the peoples that the Kiotepe uh, stole that land from because they weren't the first motherfuckers who lived there. Yeah, who came before that. the chicken, the egg? I mean, it's a endless cycle. You could own land. What now? Na- a popular native belief was they didn't believe you could own the land. Ah, well, that was well. They not that they didn't them. believe it. It was a concept they didn't understand. It was like, is how how many things is a man and a horse? One or two? There's there stuff they didn't know. I won't believe that. You don't believe it? I mean, it uh, makes sense if they're nomadic. The man they and horse thing, not oh, the land oh, we're thing. back to that. Jesus, you're really hung <laughs> up on this man-horse <laughs> vagina thing. Andrew doesn't like men-horse. <laughs> so <laughs> Who does? I'm just saying, Alex, well, you, you brought it up. I'm not saying that you buy into this, but I don't think anyone's going to get any kind of mental clarity or anything from some Indian shaman mud hut, uh, st- you know... <clears throat> On the verge of dying of thirst. Well, isn't the point to try the and, The point is try to try and remove yourself from your uh, normal surroundings and thought processes, and yes. try and focus, like Has try to get yeah. that like shit With out of the, the way. Wisdom so of can, the fucking Indian. Yeah, well, here, it's kind of like yoga. Yoga's great. 
But we don't need all the mystical all nonsense. Yeah. yeah, crystals and shit shoved up our ass. No, that's exactly how I think. I think, and here's what I think about that too, as far as like yoga, like chakras. Do these things exist in some sort of substantial form? I don't know. I don't really care. But you can use it as like just like reading a book, like An Harry Potter or something. Yeah, yeah, Harry Potter doesn't exist, but reading Harry Potter can be enjoyable. It can also like maybe have you think in a new way because of what if there were wands and. How does that translate to my life? So like chakras, yeah, maybe they don't actually exist, but what if you think about like, oh, there's these different kind of parts of my uh, being. I've got my sexual part and my vocal part and my mental part. Um, yeah, so the sweat lodge, like similarly, I don't know, like we chant some Indian chant things and I make the sounds with my mouth and I don't know what any of the words mean, but when it's hot as fuck and you can't see and you're on the verge of panicking, making noises with your mouth, keeps you from fucking spazzing out and so that's why i do it <laughs> okay you're worse than i thought <laughs> but to to ground it in something that andrew would understand like what the sweat lodge does is now for, i love how andrew's too dumb to understand anything he he's just too materialistic i get so angry at the you spiritual realm he the, the, uh there are these things called heat shock proteins that are known and scientifically studied and they're good for all sorts of things. So like getting really hot to the point where like you feel like you're going to pass out and maybe you do, um, can be good for you. And, um, yeah, there's something about the site, like the psychological component too, of doing something hard, something that's very hard. Like you'd be surprised if I just told you we're going to make it. So you literally, it's pitch black. You can't see anything. And then we're going to make it really hot and hard to breathe. You can think about that and maybe you would just acknowledge that that doesn't sound comfortable, but you'd be surprised how like actually terrifying it can be, even though you mm. know exactly what's going on, 99.9% chance you're not actually going to die. Like it's, it's pretty trippy how all that stuff goes away and you're you know just what's sitting weird? there trying to survive. Is, I mean, this listening to him talk about that is not dissimilar from a lot of the stuff that you say, Andrew. When you're talking about like get to work and you should have something to do and you want to stay busy, you just come at it from like more of a a business mindset instead of a whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I don't know what the, <laughs> the the goal is there. I don't know what the benefit is in the end. I well, I will say two benefits. One, um, I think there's some level of like health. This is not doctor's advice talk to your physicians don't go to any random sweat lodges oh i am a doctor i'll tell you um but i think yeah the heat shock protein angle the doing something hard angle i think there are like psychological health benefits uh to that um yeah the doing something hard part of it and i will say for me yeah it's one of the first like the word reverent is not one that i'm like i'm not a religious person so that's not a word that i I'm like overly fond of, but that's one of the few experiences where like if I go to a sweat lodge, like before, during, after, like there's just something where it clears out the bullshit of whatever things I'm stressed about or thinking about or excited about. And there's just like this, I don't know, weird sort of calm Hmm. once the terror parts are done. And I feel like, I don't know, that's good to have that sense. That just seems more like an ambiguous, like prove to yourself that you can do this. Yeah, sure. Maybe. I I don't know. Like, it's fine. It's not hurting anybody. It's fine. Whatever. I just don't think it's g- going to change your life in any way, and I don't think you should expect it to, and I think there's people who believe that it would, and those people are delusional. Um, yeah. <clears throat> a couple days ago, or just yesterday. You a guy who died doing yoga. 
All right. He was doing hot yoga. Died. What was his name? John. What was his last name? Burbank. <laughs> Not funny at all. He was a real guy who died. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> okay. Just yesterday, Elizabeth said to me, but did his life change? I mean, well, yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> Significantly. Technically, yes. She said to me, can I read your cards? And I'm thinking, are we going to discuss the different credit card interest rates and the bonus points? Yeah. And things like so I'm like, where's my wallet? <laughs> no. That's what I thought. No, she meant tarot cards. I'm like, yeah, whatever. What <laughs> I don't know what that even... Yeah, you're like, uh, what now? Yep. So what the cards say? Oh, I don't know. We didn't, we didn't do it yet. It was clubs. like it's some day. I don't know. You got a plan for it? I don't know how involved this is. Mm. Where do you get a crystal ball? Like Michael's gifts? The crystal probably. store? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so mm. in your dream, you were in a cave. The cave. And one quick thing. You had your phone on you. I don't think I ever had a phone on me in a dream. Well, I, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I come prepared to light sources. If you're going into a pitch black pace where if there's no light, you will get trapped and probably die, you got to double up. You got to have two light sources. Hmm. It's always good to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want it to be pitch black because the sweat lodge experience has the heat element, which has its pros and has its cons. Major con being it's fucking terrifying. And it might be terrifying just to be in pitch black. But I think there'd just be more, who am I and what am I doing? It's pitch black. What's that like? Without <laughs> do you the want the light on or do you not want the light on? I want the light on. I want the light off. I just want it to be black and I want to sit in total darkness. So in your dream, you were basically going, man, I'm having a dream about wishing I weren't even dreaming. Because if you weren't dreaming, it would just be total darkness and silence. Well, I mean, initial questions are, what secrets are you keeping? What are you trying to work out with yourself? These would be the very basic interpretations until we learn more about the features of the cave itself. What secrets am I keeping? Which might not, which might be nothing. That's kind of a leading question. It might be more about like you're trying to discover something about yourself. Do you feel trapped in this cave? I feel, I feel. Do you feel like you can just turn around and walk out, or do you feel like the cave is the new way? I feel like I want the cave to be the way. I don't feel trapped. I fe it feels more discovery. It doesn't feel like secrets. Of course, I've got secrets. Um, I'd have to think about them uh, to tell you what they were, but. Uh, I do feel like I'm in a discovery mode because I had I just background in my life. The first, I don't know, three to four months of this year. Overall, I would say had some pretty good moments. The last month and a half or so, I've been kind of like, man, what am I doing? You had an entire is, week of adventure. Leaving. Yeah. And that was a certain level of great. And it was also like uh, I knew it was a temporary thing. So I enjoyed it as much as I could. But that's also like, like you said, I asked you this when we were down there. Like, why didn't you move down to Costa Rica? And you're like, well, because this is all it is. Driving around to things and going to the beach and all that's great. But it's not that great after like a month and a half. You kind of did it all. Now what? Is there anything else in the cave? Uh, I don't know. It's moist. Spiders? It's, it's do you, a big, yeah, do you it's see like, any living things? Are there like any big, features that are noteworthy? It's a big, empty, like, sort of... 
it's bit mostly big and empty. It's not just like a big room. Like there's a path into and out of it. Are there ice crystals that play videos of your dad? I didn't see those. Okay. And so that's more, that would be more of like the Superman. So this is like Alex's very own unique cave. It's mm-hmm. not copied from a cave in a movie in any way. <clears throat> oh. Oh, interesting. You want to be in the cave. You have two light sources, which you choose to turn off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, uh, this is the I, the... I I can't really do much. Unless there's anything else that's unique about this dream, it is, yeah, about wanting to have some kind of uh, self-discovery. Did, did, you, did you do anything? Did you say anything while you are in this cave? Apparently not. <laughs> you didn't make any comments? That's not what the cave's about. <laughs> the cave... It's about internalizing. What? You allowed in the cave? Investigation into one's soul. It's a place to escape the world. Oh! Here's a word that you chose. You said escape. Escape. We just escaped that cave back into reality. (laughs) So you are hiding in a cave. My eardrums escaped my head. My impression is I want to be in this cave and I want to stay in there until there's a reason to come out. You need a new beginning. Some kind of fresh start. Right now, maybe you're feeling depleted, like you don't have the motivation. And I'm not being cute. I really think this is like this is not an interpretation of Andrew's dream where we're trying to make fun show content. I really think this is kind of what this is. But maybe maybe there's a lack of motivation. Is that fair? I mean, that's something I could relate to. Yeah, I do think it's fair. And okay, Yeah, I think there's a lack of motivation. And I think there's a lack of clarity of like, this is the next thing to do. Nothing feel nothing. I mean, I have, if you want me to just make a list of like, here's next things to possibly do, I could come up with that list. And okay. maybe in a particular moment of writing this list, like, oh yeah, this, these two things make sense. They make sense, but there's not a like, oh yeah, like go do this thing. There's not uh, a clear and present opportunity. That's the one that's like pull pulls me towards it. That that feels like the one. You know, in every movie I've ever seen, this is like when the time in which the main character decides I'm going to run a marathon. And then there's a montage. Yep. Mm-hmm. So then you just name train for a marathon. Three, can you name three of those movies? Uh, or one Rocky run fat boy run Forrest okay. Gump oh yeah Forrest Gump and he said Rocky I don't know Rocky if ran a marathon it's not it really he just ran I mean he ran a lot runs. I bet he ran he ran 24 miles over the course of that movie <laughs> so almost a marathon anyway maybe you just like uh, okay if you don't have any you know like explicit challenges in front of you create one yeah, that's what I think this but cave is. But it has is. to be huge. I want to go to, a, I want to find a real life cave uh-huh. where I don't have to go on some tour group where I 
there's oh, a bunch of luck. other people. Yeah. Like, uh, what's it take to have private luck. cave access? Go to a park with caves. There's caves out there that like don't a, have tours and on shit. Like a Tuesday on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, like it's got to be a time when nobody goes to caves. Uh, let's go find some old mines. Christmas morning, great time to hike. Well, that's mm-hmm. I don't want to wait till Christmas. I'm trying to discover myself. Oh, today. it'll be cold too. Yeah, old mines maybe. I mean, you could ma- maybe just shove your head in like something dark, like a hole, and pretend it's a cave. I, and, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have I a. Feel, so, oh, sorry, Alex, go ahead. I have a. I have one of those like sleep mask things. I feel like it. There you go. There needs to be a sense of like being entombed almost oh you need you need one of those deprivation tanks i've i've done those and it's fine (laughs) but like the water element and you can always hear noise and like Uh, no i think i think part of it like so if you put the tank in a cave (laughs) you become very aware of your bowels if you're like (laughs) bowel awareness is an issue for you then the sensory deprivation tank is only like a focus on your bowels tank will i poop in here tank one of the things that i like about a sensory deprivation tank inside of a cave that's pitch black you can shit wherever you want is it pee i'll buy it oh that's (laughs) (laughs) still on echo He's looking for pee in the cave. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alex, I also think that it might be worth just kind of incorporating, like maybe whatever these discomforts are, took this form because you have kind of been living in a basement. Yeah, on a name mattress. Could, yeah, that could be a factor as well. But to be fair, there's more natural light, I think, coming into your world in this house than there was in, in your apartment in Columbus. No, that's not true. I've got oh, okay. like five foot tall windows with glass three on three out of four <laughs> sides of the building. <laughs> and to be fair, this basement does have a giant window there. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, every cave has an opening. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Except for the ones so, that don't. But then, how do you get in there? <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the point of this dream is to actualize the dream. I think this is one of those dreams where you go and you make it happen. Oh, they call those geodes. I had a geode when I was a kid. Yeah. They're neat. So hey, you're moving in with those guys was- into the basement? Or No, this isn't. No, that's terrible. There's mold on the wall and it's cold. It's mold on the wall. Yeah, yeah, where's mold? Do you see all these bubbles in the paint? I don't think you know what mold is then. I mean, if it's covered up by paint. And that's just hydraulic pressure slowly making its way through the porous blocks and discoloring the paint. I don't think I want <laughs> hydraulic pressure in my life. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't... You cut your brake lines. I feel like any excuse is fine not to live in this fucking basement. Sure, <laughs> like yeah. You, don't have, you can say mold or uh, spiders or it's just disgusting, whatever. I mean. Speaking yeah. of spiders, holy wow. fuck. Andrew saw a spider. Biggest we one all of his life. saw a spider. A couple nights ago, we all got back from a place and uh, outside on the door... Or near the door, where yeah. you lean against the wall to smoke cigarettes. Oh, you do, I guess. Yeah. You're going to think twice. Yep. <laughs> Man, that was a big, scary one. I'd say it was two inches across. It was a big old, like, grassy, wolfy, spidery thing. It was a, bi- it was a big fuck. It might have been, like, three. It was big. Mm-hmm. So, okay. It would have fit in your mouth <laughs> very comfortably. but <laughs> Between now and next week... We need five new ideas. Oh, is that it about the spider? Alec, yeah. 
the best part was where you guys were freaking out about it, and I found a piece of wood. And, and I said, let Puke see it. Let I, Puke see and it. I slammed the wood against the wall, and the spider made a very loud sound. I think it scared you guys more than the spider because <laughs> you didn't, didn't know I was going to do that. <laughs> um, but I solved your problem. Yep. Thanks. Um, between now and next week's show, we need five good ideas that you can pursue. Jesus, five? That are challenging and time-consuming. Well, I think. I mean, I think I already have those ideas, oh, though. Oh, what are they? Um, buy a house and fix it and renovate it. Okay. And keep working on website stuff. That's two. Yeah, we got five. We need five. <laughs> I don't think I need more ideas than this. That's the thing. I don't think it's a, it doesn't, I don't think I'm in a point where I have a lack of ideas and opportunities. I think I have plenty of ideas and opportunities. I have a lack of feeling a sense of like movement and mission. Hmm. And that's something that I've been working on for years and I still haven't figured it out. That's, I feel like that's pretty common with most people. Yeah, no, well, I mean, fuck I definitely... most people. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to be most people. Oh, okay, well, if this is what it feels like. It sucks. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, at least you got. <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere. I think recognizing I'm not that alone. fact. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I certainly didn't have a clue what the fuck I wanted to do. I, you know, I went into the army. Thought I was going to be in aviation or something or photography and like maybe graphic design. Then I ended up in manufacturing and like mm-hmm. you know, my life choices have been all over the fucking place. So it's, you know, nobody ever just pops out of the womb and goes, I know what I am. Well, maybe somebody does. Yeah, I was But most say. people, I think, really, it takes a while to get to figure out. Like, you think Andrew knew fuck all about Airbnb till he found out about it and decided to pursue it? No. No, no that's true. So uh, here's another thing. Um, doing more public things. My instinct, so like when we went to this party last night, we could talk about. Uh, at game night, it wasn't parties a big word. Um, I said a couple things that the group that reacted to and responded to, but in a situation like that where we have like 10 people around the table playing poker, my instinct is just not say anything, and I don't like that. Similarly, at karaoke, my instinct is to take an hour to pick one song to sing. Well, I mean, the problem is that you did say this. Well, everybody knows about the backwards angel butt spread, right? I should have said that at the poker night last night. <laughs> I think that would have got a quiet through During a quiet moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's like do more karaoke or maybe just go all the way and like play guitar at some open mic night. Um, but doing some stuff in front of other people. I think some form of racing. Maybe it's just going to the go-kart track once a month and fucking around with that. Maybe it's actually buying a car and doing autocross. Oh, well, okay. <clears throat> if you want to do that. Oh, fuck. Now Andrew's interested. <laughs> no, you do this on your own. Join the league. You can do a rental league for the entire season. Rental? Huh? Yeah. You can just rent one? Go-karts, yeah. Oh. Oh, rent a cart. Yeah. The, I thought oh, you were shit. talking about autocarts. And again, these are real go-karts. These aren't... Whatever. Yeah, these aren't kids' go-karts. They'll do like 80, right? 60 to 80? Whatever it is that feels fucking fast when you're sitting an like inch off the ground. The ones that you were on? I'm talking about go-karts. Right. But like, are you referring to your own experience? Yeah. Yeah. Those are like doing like 40. Okay. But yeah. What are the ones you're talking about then? Yeah. They're the same. Okay. Um, But yeah, you can go and you can basically rent yourself a spot for the season and you compete for points for the season. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I think it's well worth it. Go do it. 
Where I didn't know this was a thing. Where do I find this? Uh, it's called Pit Race. P I T T. Yep. Is, is it a, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh International Raceway. Oh, I saw that on the map when I was looking for go karts yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Because anything else that shows up for go karts, it's some bullshit like oh, indoor electric karting, and it's like some fucking little like an amusement. It's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's what I went to yesterday. You actually went and did this. You, you mentioned Chuck E. Cheese. That yeah. exists. So. <clears throat> okay, we got to racing through quick. the tubes, and I landed in the balls. <laughs> Yesterday, Alex said, you want to go go-karting? And I went, what, like right now? Like, this is a thing that takes planning. You got to like sign up and reserve and make a whole day of it or a weekend. And then when you said it was today, I'm like, oh, whatever he's doing, I have zero interest in doing. I could ride a tricycle. It's more exciting than that. Maybe. That might be true. But I didn't know you actually went and did it. Yeah. You had nothing to report back about. I Well, I had... I didn't know what to say. Like I, I did three races. I was going to do five and they're like, no, that's a lot of work. And after having done this go-karting, I appreciate the physicality involved. I probably could have pulled five off, but three was good. Did three races. Um, These are like putt, like putt, putt, mini golf go-karts, right? Uh, no, they're faster than like magic mountain go, go-karts, but they're definitely not like the actual legit. They're electric, so they're not the legit motor speedway hmm. ones. Electric. Oh, this is like the indoor go kart. Yeah, yeah okay. like ra- like racing. So it's not like hey, have the kids like they they put them on half power for kids to do like kids laps. But mm-hmm. then when you put them on full power, like you can spin yourself out and go oh. faster than the yeah. yeah but these are. Them. I know what these are. I'm okay. interested in electric ones. That sounds way better because you don't have that obnoxious engine next to your brain. <laughs> I hate the noise of the uh, two stroke. Yeah. Um, and you can use them indoors and not kill everybody. Mm-hmm. But you can't get high either. Yeah. So that that was interesting. It was fun. Um, I I go into stuff like this wanting to be good, but really focusing on just being better than myself because I appreciate the fact that I don't like I might know better than like Susie who I beat in a couple of races. Yeah. Fuck how her. to drive. <laughs> but I'm not like a racer and I haven't done this particular go-karting stuff basically at all. So, um, yeah, I went in and got, I think the fastest times for this week were like 26.487 seconds. And I got like 28.018 was my fastest. So I'm not anywhere near the top and in the heats that I was in, I was like third and fourth place. Um, but first lap did pretty good. Second, second race, uh, was slower than the first. And then the third race I did my best time for the day. So I would call that a win. Um, definitely appreciated. It It was very engaging, appreciated, um, thinking through some of the racing stuff, like, uh, practicing something Andrews taught us all, which is like, look as far ahead as possible. So, some of these like hairpin double turns, I don't know what they're officially called, or you kind of have to do like almost a 180 twice in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I was practicing like looking at the second turn, so not looking at the next turn in front of me, but looking at the turn after that and just letting myself navigate the one that's literally I'm right next to the bumper on. Um, trying to just remember like the straightest lines are the fastest lines. Definitely using the the gas pedal no brake like using the gas pedal to help steer um which was cool because i learned about that from some youtube video i watched a year ago and i've felt it a little bit in my car but you on these little go-karts like it's very noticeable because you can spin your rear end out 
with just slamming on the gas pedal if you have the the wheel turned tight enough so um that was kind of cool to see so yeah it was a lot of fun i think this racing league is definitely something i, I will look into because that's one of the things with thinking about autocross is like man, I think that'd be cool, but obviously the stakes are higher as far as like speeds and vehicle weights and stuff goes. And also you have to buy a car car, and and all this extra stuff, which is something that, uh, is not, not doable, but it is a lot of overhead and a lot of extra work versus, yeah, if I can just rent a little go-kart. Yeah. And I'll fucking go out there a couple of times with you too and have fun. Yeah. Um, we are going out in two weekends. Uh, Elizabeth and I are taking Amy's kid out there for a few sessions on the go-kart track because she's tall enough to drive a go-kart herself now. Wow, nice. Yep. Well, you know, just back to the whole dream thing. Yeah. Alex, you spent a lot of time in the last month and a half in the crypto world. Mm. That had a bad week. Oh, yeah. Do you feel like that has maybe exacerbated... No, Andrew said, feelings. Andrew said the same thing. No, I, I feel, I feel good about that. Um, you did say, uh, that that was coming a happening. Yeah. I mean, I, for the, the crypto fans in the, the audience, um, I don't give financial advice. I'm not licensed advisor. I don't really know what? enough to be an expert. I'm sure you don't uh, have to say any of that. We yeah, act we like we're doctors and literally give medical advice. <laughs> I, well, I like legal to, advice. We are doctors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Write that down. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I wasn't planning. I didn't like. I didn't see this coming. I have not been paying attention to crypto for the past couple of weeks because I just recognized like I was doing okay with it, um, but I was just kind of in over my head and doing what everyone else does, which is just being too reactive and too jumpy about things. Um, mm-hmm. And that's one of my like goals and rules for this is like, it's interesting. It's really interesting to me. It's very engaging to me. And I, I like spending time thinking about that world and like talking to people in forums and stuff. Um, but I definitely like, I appreciate most people suck at that stuff. I don't think I have any magical sauce that someone else does as far as knowledge goes other than appreciating that like, hey, when you feel like you want to spend more money on something because it's going up, that's the time to not do it. Hey, do you feel like you want to sell something as it's going down? That's probably the time to not do that. Um, so I actually feel good because with all the jumping around stuff that I'm I'm doing, I just felt like I wasn't being very disciplined about it and I was taking some time off and... Um, I have a whole mess of transactions that I need to go to through to figure out like how much money is the IRS going to want from me for everything that I've done. So the fact that it's down means two things for me that are exciting. One is crypto is not a security. It is a commodity, which means you are allowed to wash sell it, which means I can sell all of this crypto stuff that I have for a giant loss now That's and true. mark that against any gains that I have. And buy it right back. So it's not like I'm losing the position. It just cost me some time and some transaction fees. Um, and then the other thing too was I think Ethereum is the, is the, maybe not the next like 100x, like when you bought Bitcoin at $8, but I think it's got a lot more upside potential than Bitcoin. And when Ethereum went up to like $4,000 a couple of weeks ago, I was like, fuck, uh, all my money is not in Ethereum. Um, and I want Ethereum and now it's going to cost me that much more money to earn and more taxes for transferring and all that stuff. 
So now that Ethereum is also crashing, it's like, okay, cool. I don't know what the move is and what when the move is, but now it's like, okay, I can get more Ethereum, which is what I want. You can feel better about buying it now. Yeah. No. Well, I think the smart move is if you want to accumulate a position is to slowly uh, dollar cost average into it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like you said, like, you know, I had to learn that to not not try and react too quickly. Yeah. Because as long as you're doing it um, in a manner with money that you can afford to lose or wait mm-hmm. with, like, you're not, you know, it's just like, well, shit, it's down. I'll wait. Yeah. And then yep. eventually it'll go back up if it's, a, you know, an actual market, you know, that performs like any other market mm-hmm. and so far it seems like uh most most things have unless you have some crazy shit coin like doge which is very profitable at the moment for a lot of people but uh it's a very dangerous thing to get into if you don't actually understand how it how it works yeah like the cycles of that particular one so i didn't get it i'm not there's some things that i'm i'm in right now that i don't i don't know if they're gonna make it but there's nothing that i'm in that's just purely like a yeah. Dogecoin, which where it was like, I know I'm playing this. You know, it's a gamble. Go up and down yeah. game. Like, I mean, I think if you know that you're gambling, if you if you invest or buy a crypto like that, then I mean, you know, that's that's you're ahead of the game mm-hmm. for compared to some people that uh, we were listening to at the table yesterday. I didn't chime in, but our, we have other friends at the poker game that were talking about it, and I was like, oh, this is. I yeah. don't know. It sounded like the, uh, there was a lot of ignorance. Yeah, possibly and there there's nothing just, but it's just it's like the GameStop thing like yeah i was doing that last year or two years ago with robin hood and andrew's like what are you fucking retarded and then he was correct and that came from a place of complete utter ignorance yeah everything you say is yeah unless it's cars <laughs> but it doesn't mean i'm wrong when i'm ignorant it could <laughs> almost never did you we'll rewind when you were talking about indians earlier i'm, I'm the one saying they're not uh, they're not thinking they're horseman people. Yeah. Place of ignorance. It's from coming from a place of ignorance, but it's correct. <laughs> I'm confident that's correct. You can't rewind mm. to something that yeah. I just said and tell me it's incorrect when no one has proven me wrong. Yeah. Everyone's just <laughs> quoting some fucking asshole in history who said, look how dumb these Indians are. They thought horses are people. I love when Andrew is super passionate about like the stupidest inconsequential. Mm-hmm. the point. <laughs> Otherwise, what's the point of living? Yeah. Yeah, life's hard. Well, I'll tell you, I had a, I got to this new place and I made a beautiful uh, cart on a site called purse.io. A go-kart? <laughs> where, where you can buy things with crypto and filled oh. up my cart with uh, a nice wish list of things that I wanted and yeah. watched the value of the currency that I was going to pay for it with lose 45% of its value mm-hmm. while the cart sat there waiting for the ideal time to check out, which is not now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a lot of money. It was like five hundred dollars worth of stuff, but yeah. uh, I'd feel like kind of a dickhead buying it now. Yeah, I would agree. Like now's the time to just kind of sit on your hands and and wait. I yeah, possibly, will. I I think there. I think this is a kind of quote unquote mid pull dip. Like I think. The, yes, I think a, it's going to come back. From everything that I've been all you know, like all the sources I have, I'm listening to. That's what it sounds like as well. Because there's too much like euphoria right before it happened and then there's just like a, a flood of like shit hit the fan yeah and it was just it was too high like everyone was buying and it was going up so crazy and there were no like actual dips of of consequence and i mm-hmm. think this is the first one or it's all going to zero and we're fucked yeah but i don't know i mean if you look at the history of amazon 
it's interesting when you compare you know everyone talks about how volatile crypto is and i've seen a lot of people compare it to amazon like amazon in 2005 or 6 or some shit had like a crazy crash and now it's worth three thousand dollars a fucking share so it's like <clears throat> it well, the amazon of money <laughs> Amazonian? Andreas Antonopoulos called uh, uh, Bitcoin the internet of money. Should we it, really listen to the Greeks about money? <laughs> oh, more. That, that is also sage advice mm. about a group Ancient of people. Ancient or, or modern? Greek. Both. Yeah. You think the ancients knew anything? I mean, they well, built I mean, they a lot of math. ships. Yeah. They built a lot of they ships. Pretty good insights about caves. A lot of theorems. <laughs> yeah. Plato there. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, where did they shit? How smelly were their butts? <laughs> Let's get real. Based on my experience in that part of the world, very. Mm. So, what are we doing? Uh, straight through here tonight? or No, we're at perfect time to take a break. All right. We're past that time. I didn't start mm. the timer on time. Oh. So, we're like way past break time. Well, we're it's like so confusing. Five minutes. <laughs> I started my timer on time. Well, let's take oh, a break. Look at that. Alex is great. We're going to break. We're going to listen to a little blah, 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 blah. A uh, promo here from uh, PCL232, Legally Allowed to Whore. That is the last episode we did. We talked about our trip to uh, Costa Rica slash Nicaragua. Go to break. No. No, we didn't have to. We got to let go. We got to a bar and restaurant first. And Andrew walks in there and does his whole no espanol points at me routine as the guys trying to explain to Andrew they're only serving drinks now. Oh yeah, so I forgot like that part. Frustrated, I did all this work to try to find the right restaurant the first time instead of the twelfth time as we've experienced before. In Miami. And uh, fortunately, the hotel that uh, Puke found and happened to have rooms with three beds, which was great. Um, also had a restaurant, so we were able to go yeah. walk into the oh, restaurant yeah. like five minutes before they closed. Officially. My favorite, my favorite part of that was where we were talking about the restaurant, and I said, "Oh, it's open twenty four hours. That means we can go there." And Andrew's like, "No, they're gonna shut down at nine. They did. They did. My point though was, doesn't mean they stay open later because normally they're open for I wasn't making that point. Hours. My point was they would be open if we got there before nine. And you never caught on to that fact. I still don't understand what you're saying. If everything closes at nine, who the fuck cares what their regular hours are? Because they every regular, place, everyone else is open until two. Hours could have been to like seven. So if they were normally open twenty four hours, then they probably for sure were going to be open until at least nine. Ah, uh, that's the point I was trying. to Okay, make. well, you were just like, like I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta find a There's bar. no restaurants that are just open until seven. Every every restaurant is a bar. I don't know that, but I did know that. <laughs> okay, this makes me right. Mm, kind of makes you a dick too. the break part two electric boogaloo all right are we done with all of our talk about crypto and such i don't know yeah i don't have anything to say about it oh the only thing i would say is that uh it would be insane if if like bitcoin just completely like everything that's happened in the last year there's no fucking way inflation isn't gonna just blow up like planet wide yeah it already is so Look at the cost of housing. Look at the cost of cars. Look yeah. at the cost of materials to build. Yeah. Shortages. 
Yeah, so I don't know. I feel unless people just run out of money to invest cuz uh like the economy gets so bad. No, I, I think the that. biggest the biggest shift like the the inflation thing that's kind of inevitable. I think the the thing that I haven't thought too much about that I should probably get a handle on is all of a sudden in the past 15 months at least in the US and it's probably worldwide there's a whole new group of people who are investors. Yes. In something. It's not, yeah. They're not just going, well, I'm going to my W-2 job and getting paid, and that's that. Well, yeah, because we had a year of like either you didn't have anything to spend money on or you were getting more money for no reason from the government. So you're like, well, right. a lot of people were actually like, oh, I'll invest it. But what is that going to do? What do you mean? You think it's inflating markets? Well, yeah, it's that's kind what of, I think is yeah. happening. That's part of how you can get a big crash like this is like there's people when it comes to crypto specifically, there's a whole set of people, but the ones that are like I would say aren't just the the Amy Ferraris of the world or the stupid what's her faces of the world who just are taking a ride. I don't know why you always have to use last names. Well, it's very strange. Uh, uh, but it's what we do on the show. We you call just, people out no, for No, it's what bullshit. you do. You're the only one that does it. That's what I do <laughs> you, on the show. Well, you yeah. made Brett say a last name earlier of a dead guy. I did, yeah. See, that's <laughs> And Alex thing. made me do it. I yeah. only did it because Alex made me. I know. So it yeah. is Alex. <laughs> I like last names. It's out there doxing people all day long. Yeah, you could just say Amy and stupid. You don't have to say Ferrari and what's-her-face. <laughs> yeah. I so there's uh, there's some people who just Andrew calls them the nerds like they just happen to screw around with stuff like Bitcoin early on and now they just happen to have a bunch of money yeah um, and so they just happen to have this instinct to hold on to cryptocurrencies excuse me then there's people who are in it for the tech is what they call it where they actually believe like this is good stuff and I'm taking a financial investment mind to it so I'm not just like some goofy geeky guy who just happened to get rich i'm i want to make money and i want to be smart about it but i actually think this cryptocurrency stuff has a fundamental financial economic thing to it or some sort of utility use yep. not just wild speculation and then there are like institutional type investors where like shit like 40 percent drops yeah that's they they treat it as this is an asset class where a 40 percent drop in one day is possible but they that's part of their calculation and their risk analysis and the thought that goes into how they play these sort of things um and so i think those those sort of groups um are here to stay for the ups and the downs as long as they don't slosh around too much or get too wrapped up in the euphoria of things like dogecoin um and everybody else yeah like there were a bunch of people last year who put, uh, I forget the specific story, but basically like when everybody got their $1,200 checks, Coinbase saw a giant surge in people buying Bitcoin and the average amount of people buying Bitcoin was, guess what, $1,200. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of people from last year who are doing that. There's obviously a bunch of people since uh, maybe November, December, January, February who were just starting to pump money into all this stuff. Um, and then there are some bigger, some bigger players too, uh, like Tesla sold... 250 million worth of bitcoin or whatever like bigger players also play market signals and timing and so yeah. maybe in the long run they're still going to keep exposure to this asset class but hey like they are in it to make money and so and they're sophisticated enough to know how to sell high and buy low so yeah um all that stuff turning into a massive tank like yeah there's plenty of people who have gotten shaken out 
but I think the I think the core group's still in there, and I don't think any fundamentals have changed. But one of the most interesting things to me about what I've learned from crypto is just like the power of narrative and what gives things value. And so yeah. thinking about certain cryptocurrencies that are like uh, they're quote unquote valueless governance tokens, right? So on something like um, there's an application called uh, Uniswap, which long story short, like normally if you want to buy a stock, um, you have to go to a place where there's an exchange and somebody has to be willing to sell X amount of that stock for whatever price mm-hmm. for you to buy it. Um, there's a version of that in cryptocurrencies that works a little bit different, but Uniswap basically lets people buy and sell cryptocurrencies and they have this governance token where theoretically they could say, Hey, we want to make this change or we want to make that change. And if you have this governance token, you can vote on it. So why does this governance token have value? I don't, I don't know. There's a bunch of arguments people will make, but then I think about it and it's like, well, why does a stock have value? Why, why, why does yeah. it matter to have a, a stock of Apple? Well, because you expect the price to go up. Why would the price go up? One, either because of inflation or two, because someone else is going to come in and buy it higher than you. And so like people throw the Ponzi world around a lot with cryptocurrencies and certainly mm-hmm. there are blatant Ponzi schemes, but I don't know for any stock that doesn't have a dividend return where it's like, Hey, I am making a bet on the profitability of this company generating an actual realizable return for me. And so I am basically buying a portion of future cash flows with the stock purchase. I don't know how just regular stocks aren't a, a sort of Ponzi scheme. They're not the illegal kind, but all you're doing is betting on some other motherfucker is going to come in and buy at a higher price than you. And then you can sell to him at a certain point. Yeah. I mean, this is how I feel about any small player trying to get in any investment like that is. Well, yeah. Why else would, would you buy houses? It's an investment because you think someone's going to... But that's different. It's it's a little different because you have a Houses real tangible thing. Houses and businesses are different. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Compared to stocks and crypto and some yeah. other, you know, like, I don't know. Derivatives. Right, whatever. Which so, is a type of stock. I would say thing. stocks and crypto mostly. <clears throat> right, because you, again, you have zero influence and zero control over what happens. And there's always going to be bigger players that are really pulling the strings and making things happen that benefit them. They just so happen to benefit the little people too, occasionally. Yeah. But more so, they benefit the big players. If you the can, establishment. like you, you're trying to ride the wake of a giant right. ship, and yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah. you don't get drowned. Exactly. But, but that happens with real estate too. Like you, there's all sorts of things that affect the real estate prices in Pittsburgh that you don't have any control over, and they're sure. big players making big moves. Yes, but. But what I would say to front run what you might say is like the benefit of a house is you can buy. For example, like Andrew has done and I'm looking to do and other people have done, like you can buy a house that is old and needs updating and you can personally put money and time and energy into increasing the utility and the durability of that house. So it's not just literally I'm just counting on house prices always go up and some motherfucker is just going to buy it for more money just because it's going to be worth more money. No, I can actually do things to make this house more useful and therefore affect directly through my actions and my investment how valuable this house is because of that. Right. And there are major factors that you can't control. Like Google could come in and make a tech hub, Mm -hmm. you know, in your neighborhood and that's going to affect your property value or a manufacturer could pull out or, you know, some plan for Amazon to come in could fall through and that could also affect the future value of that property. However, that doesn't, that doesn't affect the entire market. Like that's still, 
Mm. even though it's a big player locally in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's very local. Right. You yeah. can be diversified across different neighborhoods. And maybe it doesn't affect your house at all. Or let's say uh, multifamily tanks, a 100-unit apartment building, rents compressed, go down, vacancy goes up, rent defers, things like that. That may not necessarily affect the single-family home next door and vice versa. Yeah. What happens to that single-family home may not affect the 100-unit uh, apartment building either. Yeah. So the establishment doesn't have as much of an influence on the little people. It's the difference between a fungible and a non-fungible item. Mm-hmm. Like you have a, an ability to create something unique and possibly more valuable when you're buying a house or you're buying a car. Like you can restore a car and make it more valuable or it can have heritage or something. Whereas, you know, it's like basically we're, you know, a stock could be a dollar bill. You get a dollar bill, it's still a dollar bill, but then like you're hoping that later on it's two dollar bills worth of dollar. <laughs> like, but it's still just like you know a digital piece of paper. Yeah, I don't know, it, but there is like crypto. There's a lot of cryptos that do have a lot of utility, like in or the possibility of utility, like otherwise. Like it's a type of like some of them have like actual computing code that provides a useful. Um, use <laughs> yeah so but in the future maybe like but it, i mean it'd be like if you could have invested in html somehow like if it was if it somehow operated that you could have invested in that code that's kind of what crypto is in my opinion some the stuff that i'm looking at yeah. yeah some of it's not it's just a complete fucking joke and it has unlimited supply and you're just hoping that like you buy in at a point it goes up and you sell and uh, you hope that you don't fuck that up uh, i don't know i, I don't I don't know enough. All I know is I'm looking at uh, the income and outflow of everything right now. Yeah. And I'm just going, Jesus, dollar amounts are way the fuck higher than anything I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, $13,000 from this one house? That's amazing for a month. And then I go, oh, wow, $24,000 for a roof? Yeah. That's amazingly expensive. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's where I'm at. Yeah. That is the problem because yeah, right now the price is yeah. If you want to add that equity into the house, it's going to be way more expensive than if it was two years ago, which sucks. Hmm. Anyway, so, yep. So uh, invest wisely. Don't, or yeah. don't don't lose all your money. I don't care. Or <laughs> buy things you enjoy. Yeah, suck our dicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find it you know I I find it fascinating. I've always thought it like I don't know why, but I I find. The concept of like stocks originally, I always thought it was f- like the idea of Wall Street was fascinating to me. And now you can do it with crypto, but I can do it on my computer and not have to. Like, you know what's go to fascinating to me? Floor. The value of Miatas have have like doubled in the yeah. last I don't know thirty months. You should have bought a big like barn and yeah. started storing Miatas. I know. <laughs> well, Did- you got to keep mice out of them though. Somehow that's troubling. Have we figured out our time machine yet? Because I want to use it. Yeah. I said this 10 years ago about going back in time and buying Z cars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, well, here's Hindsight, the deal. Right? If we figure out our time machine, here's the biggest the biggest play we could possibly make. Figure out our time machine. Go back in time. Uh, Jesus. Wait, we there's have a to bigger back play than that? I mean, if we go, then Z cars? Yeah, because if we just go no, back then in time. No, then figuring out the time machine. <laughs> yeah, I think the time machine. It seems like the valuable. big play. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, we figured it out years ago on the show. Well, that's what I'm asking about because all we need to do now if we can use our time machine is go back to like literally a year ago, put every dollar we possibly can into all these cryptocurrencies and then sell two weeks ago. 
<laughs> and then we can buy all the Z cars. We can buy all the houses. Yeah. We can buy all the Central American countries. Well, I would just go back and like when Bitcoin was five cents, I would just buy it then. Then you zip I, you back forward and you'd have like 10 billion. That's Bitcoin. a good point because we have a time machine. I was yeah. going to say, yeah, I, mean, yeah, you gotta think I just don't want to wait that long. <laughs> well, you don't. What You have a time machine, idiot. You go back, know, you buy, you come that. back, boom. Some time machines, I think, only work one way, don't you, they? Not the one we invent. Okay, good. I'm going to make sure it's got, it can go both ways. <laughs> the government is talking more and more about all their aliens. I think this uh, means uh, a couple things. True. <laughs> yeah, this was a conversation in my group this morning. It's like, we got to figure out this UFO thing. Like, so, why, what, what, is, what is behind this? Why are all of these people who just thought this was like a crazy conspiracy theory now pumping up stories about it? Uh, I think there's uh, an obvious play, which is uh, UFO coin is getting ready to launch and everybody's <laughs> trying to trying to get the hype going. Um, no, I think we know this. This is Project Bluebeam. What? I don't know what yeah, anyone's we, talking about. Yeah, we know all about Bluebeam. I don't know about Blue the Beam. aliens or the Bluebeam. I know. I've heard the alien stories, but what's Bluebeam? We've known about Project Bluebeam uh, for years. Uh, everybody who's in the know. Okay. The well, they're they're the ones who are trying to get the disclosures going. So you think that that this is uh, the fruits of their labor? What we're seeing right now, and you don't think that there's more to this story than that? The fruits of whose labor? The aliens? No, Project Blue Beam is an organization of people who have tried to get, if I'm remembering this right, unless that, no, am I, am I thinking of SETI? Um, Search for extraterrestrial intelligence? If Blue Beam is the thing where they said they would use extraterrestrials like they use communists and terrorists to scare people into a kind of compliance. Yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't oh, the, Blue Beam. It's like the ultimate boogeyman. Yeah, so the idea, I think, uh, I think Brett, I, you were the one who recently said this, like Werner von Braun said what? It was communism. Terrorism. He said, when aliens. we're done with communism, it will be terrorism. And when we're done with terrorism, it will be aliens. And then really? when COVID happened, after, uh, you know, the the initial uh, scare of it passed me by, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like the alien. <clears throat> so it did occur to me. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I wait, mean, Project Blue Beam or Project Blue Book? Blue Book is the one where uh, the government agents went around trying to debunk all the alien stories in the whatever 60s. Blue okay. Beam is, um, I want to say it's like the the Planet X Nibiru guy. So, I mean. I, I gave up <laughs> trying to understand anything anybody's saying. I'm not in this conversation. Here, here's what is important to the people like Andrew and the listening audience. Um, Project Blue Beam is basically this. They are the people who want to have all the power in the world and want it centralized world government and do what we say. And you have to share our vehicles that we own because you don't own anything. And if we decide to feed you, you get fed. Isn't this project COVID? Uh, yeah, well they have, it's, isn't it's this just project like, Green New Deal? Was, isn't this project a, a war on terror? That is the thing, right? There's this never is what just we're saying. one answer. There's never one answer. There's never one group doing things. There's always multiple things at play. There's always multiple interests that are pushing things in different directions. So yeah, COVID is one play. Uh, the, uh, the guy from the world economic forum said, Hey, let's do a, a cyber pandemic. Let's have a thing where. All the power grids go down. Uh, we should probably try that in a couple <laughs> and of years. This is what I thought was going to happen after January 6th. This is what I thought was like right on the... Uh, They'll the probably... Flight. I mean, if yeah. we look at the 9-11 to COVID timeline, we probably have 10 to 20 years before they 
they do that. Maybe they'll accelerate it a bit. Maybe we got five to seven. Um, so they're playing that angle. They're playing the environmental angle, but they're going to want to play the aliens angle. And they're starting to do that now. It's uh, I forget. Alex Jones knows the term, but it's uh, like um, when what was the movie? Was it uh, Back to the Future where they had the World Trade Centers upside down? No. Back to the Future predicts 9-11, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue it up. Cue it up on YouTube. Let's watch it. I mean, if we've never done this on the show, we should do this on the show. I feel like we must have done this on the show, but if we haven't and nobody remembers it, let's do I've it. never heard of it. Um, also, I don't... I feel like it's worked out for me so far, but someday it won't, and it won't matter. But um, every time there's a conspiracy, like, Brett, when I hang around you, like, around January 6th, you have me a little worried. You're like, how much? How much do we have in in dollars? Uh, what's the the gasoline situation? What's the foods? And I'm like thinking, I think I'm all right. Should I be thinking about this? And I had to actually think about it for a minute. But every time I've ignored all of these things and not thought about them, I'm way happier. Hmm. True. Yeah. Probably true. I think in general. That's yeah, I don't point. know. I mean, I, I I thought that it seemed it seemed like there was a quickening after that thing happened at the Capitol, and I you know I didn't know. I'm less worried about you than I was about me. Like, do I wind up getting canceled with? Uh, like, how big was the canceling going to be? Mm. Right? Are my PayPal's going to be? So I took money out of PayPal's and put them in uh, a checking account and took the turned that money into cash. Probably not the, not the worst idea. No. I'm oh. not saying any of it's bad ideas. I'm just saying. And you didn't say to me, like. No, no it, wasn't, it wasn't exaggerated. I'm like, I'm not saying it was like extreme or anything. Okay. I'm just saying. You like to be in blissful ignorance? Yeah, yeah. I it's guess. never <laughs> gone poorly for me just completely being ignorant to it or pretending to be ignorant to it. No, I mean, this is kind of like a source of entertainment. Yeah, the Project well. Bluebeam stuff. Definitely entertainment. And it's also, too, I'm really curious because if aliens come within my lifetime, and maybe y'all's lifetime, I, I'm just, I'm curious because there's, I, I've already kind of become a, I'm skeptical of stuff at first uh, that is like what everyone says things are. So yeah. like COVID, just my default is to be skeptical about COVID and not just write it off and want it to not be true or want it all to be a conspiracy but also like hey yeah like toilet paper was gone but also uh people weren't dying in the streets and there was still food on the shelves so like let's not be too too crazy about it so similarly with aliens like if the aliens do come i'm just really curious like i'm not going to just say oh look there's an alien on cnn so now the aliens are here i'm going to be wondering like what are the <laughs> angles here like well there's the angles bullshit? are being that's what I'm saying. So I, what I want, I want to know that now. I don't know if you guys were still there when I mentioned that at our get together Friday night, but when the topic of what are you most interested in what's happening right now, I brought up aliens to our hosts. No. Our cookout. Cook, oh, yeah, you guys were gone. But when you yeah, say host, it. it sounds weird in the context of this alien conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parasect. People who are hosting Stargate. us for uh, yeah, a cookout. I brought this up to them. So, uh, yeah, if you just go on YouTube, CNN, UFOs, MSNBC, like anything that's just about like bullshit opinion shaping for ordinary folks, they're all talking about this. So why? 
mean, is it just is it just this disclosure project? Um, is it possible that Alex they, wasn't even actually referencing? But there, there is there has been a lot of work to do like freedom of information stuff and and get stuff released as far as like what the government knows about UFOs. So if that is pressure that's contributing to this, possibly. But uh, this is there is a preparation going on. It seems. Is it possible that they just want to get like uh, a story that gets? Uh ratings yeah like it seems like it's a popular thing maybe or is it possible that this is just sexy to people because like no because if they wanted a story that would get ratings they'd be talking about jeffrey epstein and 9-11 truth and shit uh maybe there's 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 plenty of stories that could get ratings okay well uh, let's go back a year in time and it's been a couple months of shit being closed down everyone locked up and i geeked the fuck out over john keel and the Mothman prophecies. Oh, yeah, I yeah, went did, nuts yeah. with that shit, which rolled into Sasquatch and the Swamp <laughs> Thing and and Crocodile Dundee. I think Andrew and, uh, Mercer is the first person to wear a Mothman t-shirt in Nicaragua ever. <laughs> so <laughs> is everyone just trailing me with my whole yes. alien monster? Yeah, you started the prophecy. UFO fad. I think I did. Yeah. I, think, I think I did. Nobody and was ever interested I, before No, Andrew. no, no, no. I just think wherever my mind went might also be where everyone else's mind is going now. You literally think you control the no, minds of all No, I don't control anything. <laughs> I'm saying I... What if you're the alien? No, I'm saying I'm the same as everybody, and we all started going down this path of, ooh, this is a sexy, interesting topic that I want to know more mm. about. Yeah. I'm going to geek out on this. And then, like, I don't know. Maybe that's just where everyone's at right now. So Andrew's a Borg. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe we're. All, it turns out that we're all just humans, and we don't have, like, that original of a thought. As we think we do, yeah. And sometimes we all just kind of end up going on different culturally times. towards the same yeah. thing. Hmm. I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, this is why I need a house out in the woods. I'm going to start digging myself a bunker. Because well, I'm not the kind of person who <laughs> thinks about aliens or monsters or anything like that. But I fucking thought a lot about it a year ago in West Virginia. Yeah, that you did. Yeah, I mean, I think if we want to try to psychoanalyze a, an entire population, there's definitely an isolation aspect, a sense of uh, foreignality to your fellow human beings, a sense of uh, danger that is unclear but ever-present, uh, hard to see, hard to understand. Um, yeah, I mean, all these things I think would prime somebody to be more interested in getting a handle on all of it through a metaphor that would be an alien. That makes perfect sense. That's maybe the good, maybe flat yeah. maybe flat Earth was like a test. They're like, let's see what kind of dumb shit these people on the internet will start believing. That was I've, I. I said that. I said this is a test for something. <laughs> maybe I think I thought it was just a test of like how how conspi- or how certain ways of thinking could be propagated through these channels. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, based on all the you know the historical evidence we have pre-internet of the weird ass shit the government did, it's not very far fetched. But also, what are, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. Does it really affect your life that much as long as you remain skeptical and think critically? Well, I don't know. I mean, remember anything that I learn about, I can talk about and make content. And that's so very true. Yeah, on on this show. So, and and what's more interesting a subject? So I, I think along those lines a lot, even though these aren't really, yeah, I, I can't imagine how it would be helpful. I mean, I think that it'll, it'll ultimately would be proved to be most helpful if it turns out that, in fact, Bitcoin is the currency of the aliens. 
Oh, yeah. And if they, you want to get beamed up <laughs> and taken to their paradise in the heavens, you have to have at least one Bitcoin. Oh, geez. That's, that's very expensive. Heaven. <laughs> Do we want to read an email? <laughs> yeah. Not enough of that. <laughs> so Larry S., uh, he kindly put together the uh, the New Man Saga of, yes. of oh, oh wow yeah Brett's delightful skits and the rest of us joined in obviously um, that you can find at uh, poormanshow.com slash VIP it was one of the PCLs just a couple ago uh, and he wrote in after we released that and talked about it and he says that was very nice shout out on the show thank you I laughed the whole way through the project it was a joy to do a couple of things about the edit. I left out some stuff to make a more cohesive storyline. I will make the complete file eventually. Number two, he says, I kept the story to 76 minutes, the perfect size to burn a CD, but not a Victrola, sadly, and give it to a friend, use as a coaster, or throw at someone. So now we just have to figure out where can we get CDs? Yep. Where can we get something that burns CDs? The microwave burns CDs. uh, Larry, no no one can listen to CDs. Well, that's not true. My car... My car has a CD player still. Mm -hmm. They're getting rare, though. Uh, Number three. I stopped the story at a nice cliffhanger point just before old man and out-of-town guy. Do I spoil it? No. You know. If you want to learn. Yeah. Join the PCL. If you want to learn. Oh, no. Well, that means just before. I'll have to erase this uh, sentence. There we go. You know those super shitty movie sequels where the characters you actually cared about, something, 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 the continuation would start something, something. Fuck. I got to just basically erase that entire (laughs) paragraph. (laughs) And number four, I spent way too much time thinking about this. So thank you very much, Larry. We do appreciate you uh, putting in the time. Yeah, that's Absolutely. fantastic. What a feat. What a feat of uh, uh, fucking ridiculousness that we created Every, such things. I mean, just I can't think wait. Think about the drops alone. Uh, someday I want to. Uh, oh, I have a I have a niece and a nephew and like a young cousin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to figure out someday how to get like this show and surreptitiously like shove it on a USB drive <laughs> under their pillow someday when they're teenagers. Okay, listen. Ruin their fucking brain. <laughs> um, whenever this show finally ends, because I won't have kids, so like, right. it would be fun if you were an, an old man, like a grandpa, and you're like, you know, sometimes you hear stories about your grandparents where you're like, wow, they were real people. They did fun <laughs> stuff when they were young. Like, did you ever have that realization? No. Oh, well, I did. Because <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, now we have we're gonna have thousands of hours, yeah. to just share with young people and be like. This is what I did when I was young. Here's what should happen. And they'll be like, I don't give a fuck. This isn't VR, old man. When this show approaches its end, some listener should gather up all the drops ever created from each one of us. Mm. And then at our funerals, that just plays. And everyone has to sit there through the whole thing. (laughs) However long it takes. And by then, we'll be able to have, and like... just look at a super solemn picture of our face. No, no, no. Holograms. Holograms, man. It'll be the and future. And wait. We should all die together yeah. and have a, oh. a one funeral. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's going to be pretty soon for you. Oh. Andrew's going to be the catalyst. <laughs> Do we all when, have to get buried in Nicaragua? Oh. No, just me. Yeah, just you. I'm not... That place is too hot. I don't want to be buried oh, in this I place love so hot. You don't want to sweat in death. Yeah. I love the heat. <laughs> I want to be put on a rocket ship and shot into the sun. That sounds like way more Superman. expensive. Do you have one Bitcoin? Because no. the aliens will make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, damn it, Brett, you mentioned uh, the cookout we were at on Friday. 
Yes. So a few of us, not Puke and Alex, went to this cookout at... Uh, Alex was there. Oh, yeah. Alex was there. Fuck. <laughs> no, he was just hiding in the background. Well, Alex disappeared for a while at one point. Was he go-karting? I was... Uh, we were playing Roblox races. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but we were sitting there in a neighborhood called the Mexican War Streets, where... Nobody has a yard. They're very old homes that are right up against each other. If anything, there's like a very small 100 square foot sitting area, if that. Like a patio. This was one of my favorite things about this, and I don't know if it's going to be the same reason for you as it was for me, but well, we'll see. This is a, a mixed neighborhood. Yes. And okay, I like where this is going. We were sitting there on the back patio of this house, surrounded by fences that were taller than us, so we can't see what's beyond these fences. And on pretty much three sides of us are giant brick walls from all the buildings. But then one is open to the street where people are walking by. And on the other sides of these fences, there are other little backyards where people are gathering and spending time. We're just ignorant to them because our friend, the host, is a loud man from Brooklyn. So loud. <laughs> and so does not give a fuck yeah. what anybody thinks of what he is saying which I was just delighted in. It was quite amazing. I could not help but sit there and think, what's this discussion about? BLM? Uh-oh. Yep. I'm glad oh, it's, I'm it so got glad more it's this loud. serious than that. After you guys left, we really, like, once it started becoming people's bedtimes, we only got louder. Oh, yeah, once the kids went to bed, because there were three children involved. Yes. So we really this, went for it. And I, I went out front like to go smoke because I didn't want to like, smoke in front of everybody and the kids and stuff. Okay. So I would go smoke and I saw like a horde of young black kids that came back from playing basketball. <laughs> horde? Like, they're walking oh, up the alley mm-hmm. dribbling a basketball. And wow. I just went, I Talk wonder if they can hear the conversation. Stereotypes. No, I'm just sitting there on a stoop and there's, there's, there's teenagers, basketball teenagers, whatever. And uh, I'm just thinking... <laughs> Man, I wonder what they would think if they <laughs> yeah, had this conversation. Yeah, it's not called a horde. It's called a basketball team. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were just friends. Basketball team, the new code for black people. But I um, I looked at them and I went, you know, if they heard what was happening out back, I could see them getting angry and like, this would be a bad time. But then I looked at them and I went, they're all wearing masks. And then I got mad and I wanted to start <laughs> yelling at them for being so fucking obedient. Mm. Like I wanted to yell at them to go fuck some shit up. Oh, I got a story about COVID. Okay. Reminds me. Anyway, mm. t- finish yours. Oh, uh, that was pretty much it. But um, yeah, I did find it quite hilarious that this conversation was happening within earshot of probably 100 different people in the course of an hour. My theory, a, a, a general theory about that is that because um, you, you do see a lot of black people wearing masks and you think like your first impulse would kind of be like, why would they do what the fucking television is telling them to do? Don't I mean, it, it, it would seem like they would know that all of that is bullshit. It's not very right? counterculture of them. Right. Uh, my theory is, is that their preachers are probably very left and mm. their preachers told them to do it. Maybe. Hmm. I, I think that that's definitely like their people of influence are obviously very left, um, and that might be why. It's more they, like over the counter culture. Over the counter <laughs> culture. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Or is it possible that there's just like you see people with masks and some without? I'm like I don't know. I haven't done a survey. I, I I've definitely noticed like a higher percentage of black people 
wearing really? masks. Well, yeah. in uh, California, there were definitely all the Asians warm. They love their masks. They were way ahead of the game on that. But yeah, uh, um, they. But I mean, they. It's also kind of a courtesy. They've been doing it in Japan for a long. There's no politics involved in, yeah. in Japan. They just like when it's si- the season that people get sick, everybody wears a mask when they're in public. Yeah, because they're all nut to butt on those trains. I've seen the videos. Yeah. Um, so that, I I got one of the uh, my first vaccine is that a shot. Small dick joke. Yeah. Not to butt. Yeah, I was trying to think. <laughs> anyway, you got a vaccine shot? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they had them. Uh, they said, like, hey, we're going to have them at work. And I said, oh, that's easy. So I'm, gonna, I, I'm like, fuck it. Why not? Huh. That way, when I if I travel or whatever, like, I don't really have too much of a problem with the vaccine. I wasn't going to run out and get it because who the fuck cares? I don't like there's no need for me to get it, really. But uh, I've been stuck with so many goddamn vaccines when I was in the army. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm immune to any nonsense they give us nowadays. And it's been like six days. And I haven't died yet. So we'll see when I get the second one. Um, is there a way that we can make your name Alex Bell so that you can be an Ohio resident and we can enter to win a million dollars? Why you got to say last names? <laughs> yeah, bleep that one out, please. Yeah. Actually, don't dox me. <laughs> um Okay. Yeah. What I should have asked for is one of the blank uh, cards, the vaccine cards, and said, hey, yeah. can I take some high-res scans of that? Yeah. <laughs> and then started selling them. And just to be clear, I'm not interested in vaccine fraud. I don't want you to pretend to be me so that I can pretend to have the vaccine. I'm talking about uh, lottery fraud where I'm just trying to help mm. us all win a million dollars. Yeah. You could just go get the vaccine if you really wanted a million bucks, but I feel like they're lying. I bet nobody gets it. I bet somebody picks uh, people who aren't straight white men to win them. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I think that's how that works. That's possible. I but yeah, I just like I didn't really like give a shit or think much about the vaccine, but it was easy to get, and I'm like, yeah, okay. See, I, I um I've never been anti-vax mm-hmm. or pro-vax. I've always just been anti-thought about vax. Yeah. Um, but then recently, like hearing all this talk about the vaccine, again, I have no opinions as to like the safety or effectiveness or anything like that on it. I just went, oh, they want me to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do it. Celebrities are telling me to do it and making videos of themselves doing it is a good indication. By the way, like Paul Joseph Watson has a new video where he's just showing the kind of cult around this. Paul Joseph Watson, the director of Boogie Nights. (laughs) Yes. So it's worth watching. Um, Just it's probably like 10 minutes and he kind of goes over it. Like, is this a cult? Something like that. And it's like people's behavior around this is very, very strange. And it's not making me yeah. excited about wanting to do it. Yeah, no, I understand that. I mean, it's the same thing with the masks. I've literally. Yeah, as soon heard, as it become like, like it became like the rule to do it. I'm just yeah. like, fuck that. I'm going to resist every chance yeah. I can. I mean, I've listened to, you know, all the all the like libertarian or somewhat, you know, right leaning, whatever. I listen to a bunch of podcasts and they have played videos of like Rachel Maddow being like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? I won't know. Like. If somebody's not wearing a mask now because they're vaccinated, I won't know if they're an awful Trump supporter. And it's like, is this for real? Like, yeah. Do we live in this fucking world? Yeah. <laughs> we do when all of our ratings are from Trump hate and now Trump's gone. And what yeah. the fuck are we going to do? But and if, the same thing with the vaccine. Like they, they see it as like some sort of virtue signal. I do think there's enough people like me who are just like, what the fuck ever? Yeah. And I think so, too. Like walking into Sam's Club or Walmart or the gas station or whatever. I think there's enough people who are like, oh. They don't know if I had a vaccine or not. 
Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Now it's fine to not wear a mask. And I'm like, it was fine to not wear a mask a million years ago. But that okay, but that's this phase of it because yeah. one of the things that you already start to see is like again, it's like how is public opinion formed and it's subtle and it's a lot of massaging and there are a lot of people who influence public opinion who are who are now kind of repeating this rhetorical question of like, well, because what is then this is what that Rachel Maddow thing is all about. Like, how are we going to be able to know? And it's building like you see how easy it is to build to, to, to whip people into a frenzy about something that's total bullshit. So I worry not losing sleep over this because it's kind of like this is seems like the trajectory this whole thing's been following for a while. But in like Four weeks from now, eight weeks from now, it's going to be a much more serious conversation following from this rhetorical question, which is really just like, well, how do we know if somebody's gotten it or not? I mean, shouldn't we know? Shouldn't there be like a way to know? Isn't it kind of aren't you being isn't it irritating to not be able to know? And let's see where that goes. I hope it goes nowhere. But, um, you know, things generally went somewhere. But what's that conversation like in Florida or Texas? What's that? What's that same conversation look like in Florida or Texas? Where you, that's a great question. Where you that, don't have a governor a, saying we have to get to, you know, a million percent of people vaccinated with both shots mm-hmm. before I feel comfortable allowing a couple people to get together. Right. But by the way, if you look at all the court cases and everything, like every restaurant that uh, disobeyed Tom Wolf's orders in Pennsylvania, all their cases have been totally dropped. Every single restaurant that was targeted and gone after by the governor, their cases have all been dropped. That's not a win, but it's kind of like, okay, when, you know, it's kind of like maybe they knew they couldn't win in court. Well, yeah, they obviously knew that from the beginning. They were just hoping people would comply. And the people who didn't comply didn't end up totally losing. I mean, they lost plenty, Yeah, but they didn't end up totally losing in the end. They didn't lose to the government technically. Yeah, but they still got their life. It's like somebody who finally gets out and exonerated after yeah. spending five years in jail. Yep, it's like, exactly. well, you're never getting that fucking time back. Your life is still yeah. ruined. <laughs> but it also, a lot of what people believe and do as a result of those beliefs, like they're not open to any of that being measured against reality. Like mm. that's not going to happen for a lot of people. Like this has just gone so off the rails for them. And, and like I always say, people have their identity wrapped up in in this to an extent where they, they're not going to look, there's no truth that's coming. that's going to make a lot of people go, Oh, Holy shit. I was wrong. The scariest part of all of this is when I was sitting down like a year ago or nine months ago, maybe when I sat down at a restaurant and I, um, you know, would talk to the bartender or the waiter or the owner or whatever about like the ridiculous rules. Like, Oh, we can sit at this table right next to the bar. Yeah. but We can't sit at the bar. Oh, my favorite that was kind of shit. when we went through the airports, you yeah. know, we went through several airports recently and there's all these signs about maintain social distancing and then you get onto the airplane and yeah. you're literally f- like two feet from six or right. seven other people. The, the, <laughs> my point is, though, I would talk to these people about yeah. these ridiculous rules and they'd be lamenting them like, yeah, this is bullshit. You know, Tom Wolf just told us on a Tuesday that on Thursday we're not allowed to serve past 6 p.m. We got to be shut down for the long weekend. Mm-hmm. We bought all this food, all this stock, you know, yeah. all this stuff. And I'm just thinking, man, that's why you should just stay open. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But speak easy, that shit. Here, yeah, here's the here's the scary part, though. Like, sure, they're all complaining. They're all saying it's bullshit. Everyone says it's bullshit. So that's encouraging. Not, yeah. Right. Not doing but anything. the scary part is they're going, we've obeyed every single rule. And so and so off the street hasn't. 
what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So they're reporting their neighbors, basically. They're reporting their competitors. Yeah. So now this is a competitive tool where I'm getting fucked, but you know, this guy up the street who competes with yeah. me is avoiding getting fucked as much. Is that like a because they're not obeying the rules as much. Is there a term for that where it's like a rat mentality or something where you're like snitch society. Snitch society. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. fucking gross. That's the gross part. That was yeah. the, that was the grossest part to me, and that's why I might sound like a petulant child about it. But when I go places to eat or drink now, like Friday, we went to a place called the Eleventh Frame. Fuck that place. <laughs> Fuck that place with their stupid fucking rule following when the rest of the goddamn good bars at Butler decided, fuck you, Tom Wolf, and they stayed open. Yeah. Fuck that place. I don't want to go there anymore. Like, I'm super pissed about it. Yeah. With the whole night, like, I'm, I, I, I was a, you know, an asshole to everybody. I wasn't an asshole, but I was just like, not, <laughs> I was having a way less enjoyable time because I knew I hate this place. Mm. I never want to come back here, but everyone wanted to go there because there was karaoke, right? Yeah. And well, I didn't want to make wanna my go, problem but... with the place everyone else's problem, so I'm just like, whatever, I'll go. <laughs> I'd rather be anywhere else in town besides this place because of how they acted. I don't yeah. know. Am I just? Am I no, the one I person mean, who thinks listen, this you're, way? You're, no, you're absolutely right because I just I, I had this back and forth yesterday in the Strip District, which is a you know kind of a cool. It's not exactly a neighborhood, but it's like a section of Pittsburgh um, where. You know, there's lots of like shops. It's very like open air markets and street vendors. And there are there, there's lots of retail there as well. And there are places like a Mexican grocery store. You just walk in right now. Are the people working there still wearing masks? Sure. But then there are other places like right next door, two doors down that say doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated. You have to have there was a sign on the door and I um you know, it was like, doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated and your mask needs to be over your nose and mouth the whole time you're in this place. Well, fuck you. If I can go right into the silver, the uh, metal store, metal sculpture store right next door that doesn't have that shitty sign like I'm seven. And this is, you know, a room at a school. So, yeah, and it, it's really interesting to see how different those crowded areas look where like all of a sudden you don't you can go a whole day without having to put on a mask. Yeah, I wonder which, well, I wonder if yeah. there will be like a you know, an actual detectable difference in business. I don't think I've put on a mask since getting back to the states. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and now it's it's amazing like in Pittsburgh, you know how nuts it was there 3 months ago. I do. I want to get my mom on this show, and I want her to attest to the fact that I said to her in April that masks is going to produce two classes because <laughs> we couldn't yeah. find them. Like we were trying to find masks like April last year. I had to order them from China. Yeah, I, uh, I got one for me them. and one for her. And um, I was like, this is going to divide society in like, do you have masks and you can do things or do you not have masks and you can't do things? But it was not based on insanity. It was based on scarcity. But yeah. I'll get my mom to come on and say that I said that. My mom will tell you that I said that. Anyway, yesterday was interesting for that very reason, for mm. exactly what Andrew's saying, where it's like a, a place that I might have been like leaning towards, I want to go in here. It's just like, no, why would I bother? Yeah. Like, because I- it reveals, like something is revealed about, I forget where we were. We were in some store where we did have to put them on. I'm glad we went in the store. It was nice, Gabrielle and I. But- 
the person who worked there and like it reveals like you you hear like tones and like micro and see micro expressions and shit that you just would have missed before from being busy but you're like more tuned into this where like this person is straining to sound nice but also to reveal for you as the customer that they have contempt for you in their tone of voice by how they're talking to you yes so um i had this in the liquor store two days ago yeah i mean we could always tell who the whites are but you couldn't always tell who the shitty whites are (laughs) <laughs> and now I think if there is a silver lining in all of this, it reveals like I, you know, I, because you don't get to see a person's house and what yard signs they have when they're out. But if they have their, you know, their mask on in like a performative way or like they're outside in the middle of the, somebody walking by my house at the park here uh, with a mask on, I know something about them. This is why I stopped going to Trader Joe's last year when all this shit started. Oh, I saw I how they reacted again. and with the lines, like immediately lines out, out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, fuck this. Yeah. Loaded capacity stuff. Yep. yep. So I've kind of negotiated with myself on that. I'll find another reason to be out there. Right. I'll have another errand to do. And I will drive by Trader Joe's. And if there's no line, I will go in. There's still lines outside Trader Joe's. There's no way. No, I don't think so. There's no, no. I heard recently that they actually got rid of the mask rule for I don't know the specifics, but I think they actually got rid of that. For to stop. Wait, what did you, money. St- Andrew? Can you say that again? I'm sorry, I lost. I there's, lost you guys. There's for a still lines outside of Trader Joe's. Uh, there have been a couple of times. Yeah, that's but I've fuck? also found the times no. to go where there are no lines. Because the first question when I went back there, I said, "When are the lines not here?" What I want to know from Trader Joe's corporate is how the fuck were they literally like the only grocery store that ever had to have lines like that? Because there's oh, no, no. I mean, well, one, I saw them at Walmart. The reason, they're small. They're, it's a small yeah. store, so that could be like one reason. But I saw them at Walmart, so they weren't the only store. Trader Joe's fully vaccinated customers no longer required to wear masks in accordance with guidance from CDC. That's what every right. corporation has said mm-hmm. at this point. Not everyone. Oh, Pretty not, much. No. So I, yeah, they're getting there, I would yeah. say the ethics of this Walmart and like has, trying yeah. to survive in this world of insanity, like if somebody asked me if I've been vaccinated, I'm just going to say yes. We've all been vaccinated. Yes, I've had 30. <laughs> maybe 20 no I, i'm i'm old so maybe i've only had like 20 but brett's had all yes. the all the covid vaccines all three of i've them. been <laughs> puke by the way which one did you take moderna Ooh. okay i don't know i mean the johnson and johnson one gives clots right to women uh just to, yeah but you're not a woman yeah so i didn't worry about that and i don't know i forget which one was i feel like the moderna one was the least bad but i don't know oh, I it's the, one, the only one, the one that one sketches me sick. out but it's the one that sketches me out but mm-hmm. i'd some it you know certainly could be a result of my own ignorance we'll find so. out when i get the second one if i die that's the yeah. one that like everyone i've talked to that got it got knocked on their ass pretty bad i've heard people haven't too because i was talking to people at work so. i don't know yeah. i'm just gonna avoid getting in as long as possible because i just don't want to obey anything yeah that's fine well do you do you want to know what the concern about the vaccine is or not would you like me to just not tell yeah, you? Yeah, let's hear it. No, I don't care. That it's going to make people uh, far less resilient uh, once the flu season comes. Oh, well, I never get a flu shot either. So, mm. yeah, we'll find yeah. out. So, uh, that the people who got it have a chance of getting hit like really, really hard with the flu. And if people, not you, but if people are old, that means it could be it. 
for them. But mm. don't worry about it because they'll still have people like me and Andrew who haven't been vaccinated that they can blame it on. Yeah, you'll be like yeah. supermen. Resistant. No, but they can blame people dying. Yeah. Like when if if a bunch of people, yeah. especially older people or immunocompromised people die within the next couple of years, they can just blame it on vaccine holdouts. So but that doesn't make any sense because then that means the vaccine didn't work. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, because we, we made it not work. We made it not work yeah. with yeah. our selfishness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, by not following science, we made it not work. The, By the way, the just a plug for my show as we're on the way out here, schoolsucksproject.com, my most recent podcast for the next few days, uh, or my second to most recent, if you hear this at the end of the week, follow the science. I highly recommend it. Ooh, I'll listen. So let's just quickly talk about our weekend. Okay. I mentioned the 11th karaoke, frame, which I don't like. Did you like karaoke or no? That wasn't terrible. I had fun. Yeah. I did. I really didn't want to go because I, I was don't really like shocked about how much fun you had and how engaged you were. Once I got drunk, the whole way up there, I'm right. like, "This is the last place Puke is going to like." And yep. the last—that's what those were my thoughts. The level of volume is that makes this the last place he wants to be. I hated the and volume. And it's late. Like we didn't get there until I like was, ten o'clock. I hated being up so late. So on the way there, everything says I should have had a shit time, but somehow I tricked my dumb brain mm. thanks to whiskey. Nice, and having fun. That's great. So <laughs> right before we left, Alex goes. I don't want to be out late. I want to be leaving by 11. 11. And I went, nice. Because that's like an hour from now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's an hour at <laughs> 11 frame. I can handle an hour. And we get there. And everyone's having a good time. I look over and I go, also, Puke is going to be way more miserable than me. <laughs> I don't have to be the miserable fuck. No, Puke's having a great time. I'm miserable. So uh, let me get there. And Elizabeth is very good at singing. She really likes to sing. So I knew she wanted to get up and sing some songs. A lot of people were singing. You so oh. she goes up to pick a song and Alex joins her and Alex is going to sing too. After like a long period of time, Elizabeth comes back and her song is selected. Now we're waiting for her turn in the queue. Yes. Right? But Alex is still MIA. And it's like 1045 now and Alex is still MIA. I don't know where he's at and I go, man. Well, he's across the room. He better pick a song. I wasn't looking for him. Oh. I just knew he wasn't at the table. Yeah. And I just went, man, if Alex wants to get out of here at 11, he better he better hurry up. Like, why hasn't he sang yet if he wants to be out of here at 11? Well, it was like 1119, <laughs> and Alex finally walked back from picking a song. That I did. I so much if, for that plan. I wonder if it being 90s night helped my enjoyment level, because a lot of the songs I actually like knew and recognized. Yeah, you went, like, ooh, from this is before shop. everything got ruined. Yeah. Yeah. I picture the only way you would enjoy karaoke is if you walked in, grabbed a shot of whiskey, chugged it back, threw it on the table, said, what up, friends? Grabbed a microphone, went, Bruh! and then walked out. <laughs> and like, there you go, karaoke, faggots. <laughs> Andrew, you never done I thought I saw you do karaoke I hate once. it. I won't do it again. I've seen him do it before. Uh, the last time I did karaoke, I sang Nine Inch Nails Closer. Which any if anybody remembers the lyrics to that song, go it's, ahead it's, and listen it was, back. It's weirdly sexual. It, it's, it's, it's so strange very, to like, watch Rabian you sing it I in a very I sexual re- song. Somehow, like I was looking through and I saw it in the list, and I was like, "Oh, I remember this from the intro to the movie Seven, and completely forgot about all these super like creepy, awkward lyrics. <laughs> not not a good choice to do karaoke. The room was awkwardly silent when I finished. <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's funny because one of the as part of why it took me so long is this, as I mentioned in the first half of the show, one of the things on my to do list is like get out in front of more people, 
because I do not want to live the rest of my life with this. I think you've been doing great with all with that. This, uh, yeah, but I still like there are just these moments where when you would just casually say something to a stranger, I feel all this resistance to doing that, and I don't mm. like that. So karaoke is like cool. Yeah, this is one of those opportunities where I can break that barrier because I know it will be intimidating, but yet uh, I can probably be a decent singer. But I also am aware of like neurobiology and psychology and know that like, hey, I want to pick something where I can feel like this was a win uh, because I want to reinforce that being out in front of people and being social is a positive thing, not do something that I feel like a complete idiot for having done and reinforce my current belief that uh, it's not worth it to expose myself to other people's attention. So mm-hmm. it took me so long because I wanted to stick to the 90s theme. I wanted to go along with this game because that's th- something that people do in social situations. They make well, up and bullshit you had rules. To, they probably wouldn't have let you sing a No, th- like five minutes into me looking, they're like, well, nobody knows 90s songs, so you can just pick whatever. Well, what? Yeah. Damn it. Just keep it upbeat. <laughs> Their only rule was keep it upbeat. <laughs> So I'm looking through these 90s songs because I want to say, no, you can't change the rules in the middle of the game. That's not how games work. And it turns out like all the 90s songs that I used to know, I don't remember enough to feel confident and comfortable with anymore. Mm. Um, But one of the ones that came up on these lists, I was searching, okay, what are the top 50 90s karaoke song? Maybe I'll remember something and say, yeah, that's the one. One of them was Creep by Radiohead. And I thought that was hilarious. Because that's not an upbeat song for yeah. karaoke nights at all. The songs I look for are ones where the the singer in quotation marks is just like saying a, a story, mm. like the Georgia went down. Wait, what was it? Devil the went devil? down to Georgia. Yeah, that that guy's just going. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for like you don't have to sing it. You can that, just talk quick. <laughs> that one talking head song that everybody who has any sense hates. <laughs> Which what's that? The end of the world as I know it. That's not Talking Heads. That's okay. REM. Oh, okay. I've done that one too. There's water under the water, carrying the water. What? Yeah, Talking Heads. Yeah, that's the Talking Heads song. Mm. And then it like does a musical breakdown. That's kind of like a chorus, and then he just starts talking again, and it has the same repeating like boop boop boop. Yeah, boop boop. Talking Heads have a weird song where they talk about a baby's dick. (laughs) Stay up late. Yeah, if you don't believe me, it's called Stay Up Late. It mentions having a baby's dick in it. Baby's Somebody did yelling. that butthole surfer song that I was like, oh, I wish I thought of that because I've I know the, the lyrics to that one pretty good. You guys, remember that song, Butthole Surfers? They had a lot of songs. They had one that anybody knew that I knew. <laughs> so, so after you sang your song, how'd you feel? After I sang the song, I felt pretty good. There was like some self consciousness because. I know I can sing that song better than I did. I was wondering if I kept the mic close enough instead of doing the side thing that is not any good. Um, But no, it was like, okay, cool. Yeah, actually, maybe I should not live in Butler because in other places, karaoke is like a Tuesday night thing where you can kind of get home early still because there's better things to do on a Friday night. Um, So then I thought, yeah, maybe karaoke is a thing to do. I'd been thinking for a while, like I should go and play guitar and sing at open mic nights. Um, which is also a good idea, but even though I know how to play guitar and sing along, um, there's an extra intimidation factor because you can screw up the guitar playing. But mm. with karaoke, it's like, well, part with, of the fun is like some people suck. And yeah. as long as I don't pick a song I don't know at all, like I probably won't be the worst person. So I don't have to feel like. No one expects you to do a person. good job at karaoke. Yeah. 
So that makes it a little bit easier. Plus, everyone's getting drunk. Theoretically. Yeah. With karaoke, all you can do is surprise people if you're good. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. The other thing I like about karaoke, too, is this is something I learned way back in sophomore year high school. Um, when we did uh, we did the talent show. No, junior year of high school, we did the talent show. And long story short, the our audio setup was such that no one in the audience could hear us singing. Nice. But that was fine because I knew the whole point of this thing is like you just go up there and you make faces and you rock out and that's what people enjoy anyway. There you go. And that's what I did. And then this really hot girl, um, Katie, I forget Katie's last name. So she gets saved from the doxing. (laughs) But uh, the super hot girl, Katie, was like, hey, that was really fun. It reminded me of uh, Paul Rudd in some movie. And I was like, nice. (laughs) Wow. You're young enough that Paul Rudd was a reference. Yeah. In school. Yep. Hmm. Well, to be fair, Paul Rudd was in Clueless. When'd that come out? 1995. And, oh, shit. I was He's younger old. than Alex. <laughs> Wait, do you I have would, a time I, Alex could have been my dad when that movie came out. Wow. <laughs> time machine. I could be three people's dads based on the Tinder profiles of women here in Butler. <laughs> and then the other thing we did that we learned on the weekend <laughs> was that poker needs less people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Well... We well. went over to, to, to our friend Craig's house for poker, and I was hearing about the list of people in attendance, and I thought, oh, okay, some of these people are going to play poker, and some of them aren't. Yeah. Right? Turns, we get there, everybody every wanted single, to play poker. Well, some, what, at least one person didn't want to play, but she played anyway. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I feel like this is a recipe for disaster, a la Andrea. <laughs> Um, yeah. Andrea was there. No, no, no. no she wasn't there, the, thankfully. She was there in spirit. <laughs> with people who was on the their, person who didn't want to play who played? You don't have to use it. Just describe them. Uh, Female. Amanda. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I'm, okay. Just picture a person that wasn't paying attention. You would have hated it, Brett. Well, yeah. And I kind of chose as having a partner who did not uh, love poker and would be is open to poker, but not really at a point where she could play and enjoy it. Yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't clear enough that uh, people would be doing other things there. Well, so. Elizabeth didn't want to play either. Like she expected to go there and not play. And I just thought, OK, she could be in the group. that's not playing. But then when the whole. Oh, started, then there would have been a group that's not playing. Had I come. Yep. Yeah. But. But I also didn't want to put pressure on somebody to who obviously, you know, is basically the president of the Portman show plus Alex fan club. And uh, so it has nothing against hanging out, but was just kind of like didn't want to be the odd person out not playing poker, which I totally understood. Hmm. So even though Elizabeth thought she didn't want to play poker, she's like, yeah, I'll play. And she didn't really know how it goes. Like she knows how to play poker, but she didn't know like the the sequence of dealing and betting and she wasn't and she all wasn't that. super experienced but mm-hmm. she caught on immediately yeah she did and uh, i have to say by the end of the night how did things work out i was out of 20 bucks within like five rounds <laughs> okay <laughs> I did so very Brett, poorly you've you've tried to you know be the guy who makes the money at poker right yeah, it's the that's what you are when you're the guy playing poker. We all yeah. try. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like I'm I don't know. Do a shit. When I look job, at everyone like, who's playing, it's not evident to me that everyone here is trying to make money. Oh, okay. Well, well no. Yeah, like Amy's trying to lose money. Yeah, she did all right. At least she didn't lose it quickly. Yeah, I um, uh, I was uh, terrible. 
<laughs> the chat says his partner, who I don't know if I should call her out by name, um, was definitely somebody who w- was trying to lose money playing. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Last time we played with a similar group of people, you were very upset because you lost to somebody who... Stupid what's-her-face. Stupid what's-her-face, during the game, you have to let her know when it's her turn. She has no idea the, dom- the denominations of the chips, yet she seems to somewhat consistently win money, which is very upsetting to somebody who is paying attention to things, mm. right? Right. Maybe she's just a hustler. But Well, I was upset with myself last time because I wasn't paying sufficient attention to things. Right. So I'm paying attention, and I also know who likes to bet more money than they should. So I see Puke and Stu Waterface <laughs> consistently betting very early on, just way more money than they should be this early in the game. Yeah. And uh, I get a, a pretty good hand. I get pocket eights. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. it's not great. It's, it's not great, but it's worth staying in through the first round and seeing the flop. Yeah, depending what the pot is. Sure. Yeah. The pot's yeah, small yeah. at this point. So I see the flop. Oh, there's an eight. Uh-huh. And that means you got three eights. Yep. Okay. And then Puke throws down like two dollars, which is a pretty high bet. Hmm. Stupid Watch Your Face throws down like another two dollars. I was thinking of uh, uh Cordoba and I just like <laughs> the numbers were all wrong in my head. So I match it <laughs> and we get the next card. Next card, guess what it is? An eight. It's an eight. An eight. Puke throws down five dollars. <laughs> Okay. Stupid Watcher Face throws down $5. Wait, what was the flop again? Sorry. The flop had an eight in it. I, I had pocket eights. The flop had an eight. And then the turn had uh, another eight. And if I remember correctly, there wasn't really a straight. There wasn't a flush. Like, there wasn't anything. No, there was really. straight potential. And that's Wait a minute. So you're thing. saying you have, four, you have four of a kind? Yep. I have four of a kind already. Yeah. I, I think I had. And they're this. just hoping for a straight or a flush. Yeah. At this point. That's all, I know that. That's I for think certain. I got the straight. I think you probably did. Yeah, I didn't give a fuck if you did or not. To, yeah. So because I knew that you both were hoping or had the straight, you had way too much confidence. Yeah. So I just bet it up. <laughs> and this is like the third hand of the game. And by the fifth hand, Puke was out. Because <laughs> yeah. I took all his fucking money and I didn't lose any of it the whole night. And that gave me time to go eat snacks. Yep. But uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I ended up uh, $64, biggest winner of the night. Second biggest winner of the night, at least by the time we left, Elizabeth. Yeah. Beginner's $44. luck. $44. Or is she a hustler, too? Just pretending. I think we both know what we're doing. I'm pretty mm. sure that should be our new career. <laughs> Heading down to the casino, eh? That's your new so. favorite place? Yep. Go down, to the, go down to Three Rivers Casino, whatever it's... What is it called? No, to Just defend Rivers? Amy, she actually... Uh, she did pretty well. Usually when, when the idiots started betting a lot, she would fold. Yeah. Oh, interesting. What I witnessed. She just wanted to go for a cigarette. Right. But it worked out in her favor. Yeah. I mean, the worst <laughs> thing about Amy is it's like, oh, it's her turn to deal. And we look at her seat and she's not there. <laughs> but it was fun. Yep. Kind of. I, I mean, it could have been more fun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, don't have like 16 people and half of them don't know what they're doing. Try to fit on one kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too. bit much. The most fun I had all night time, was uh, was learning, actually, because I am someone who likes to learn. I think that was honestly the second time I've ever played poker for money. Wow, you did pretty good then. Hmm. 
Um, yeah, I came away with seven of my $20, so I will call that uh, a good win. Didn't lose it all in the first five rounds. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, uh, this was really interesting for me because I had crypto in the background because uh, as much as I've talked to Andrew about this, like there's certainly some crypto gambling a la Dogecoin and there is also some crypto fundamentals trading. Um, and uh, you probably, if you want to win, do a sort of a mix of both. Um in the long run, but uh, I knew like, hey, I part of what has got me down or what am I doing or this isn't all going well in life uh, was like not the prices of crypto per se, but the fact that, again, I knew the fastest way to lose your money in any sort of investing is to just keep throwing money at things and moving it around instead of being patient and disciplined. And so I knew, hey, like this is a thing I can practice in this poker game. Like don't make fucking hero moves when it looks like you have three of a kind, which is an okay hand, but is easy to beat. Um, and Fold early and often. Exactly. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So I definitely was going in to try to play a longer game of like, look, if I don't have a good hand, just fucking fold and stay in. Because then, in one, literally one hand, you just happen to get four of a kind, and you just also happen to have people bet stupid amounts of money, and then you can play for a lot longer or you come away with $60. Well, and I was specifically targeting puke and stupid what's your face because I know they bet big. So if I had a hand that I was confident in, and Brett, I don't think pocket eights is as bad of a hand for last night's game as it would be normally. When there's 11 players, if I have pocket anything, sure, I feel pretty yep. good about it. Mm. Yep, it's a different game. Yep, with more people, sure. But I lost most of my money on something where I, I think I had yeah, here I had what ended up being the flop was like a king, a queen, and a jack. And then I had like a pair of jacks uh, like with a 10 or something like that. Right, and everyone else had a pair of queens or a pair of kings. And everyone else had a pair of kings. But for whatever reason in my mind, it was like there was nothing but basically having two or three of a kind at stake on the table. There weren't any like real straight opportunities um, or flush or anything like that. And so I start betting big with some other people and then it turns out, yeah, like everyone else, literally everyone else who stayed till the end had a pair of Kings. Andrew ended up winning cause he also had an ace. Um, and I like was betting big with, Oh, that's why I won that hand. Yeah. Cause I assume someone else had a pair of Kings too. <laughs> I had King Ace. Literally three out of four went, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three my, out of my four pair people who stayed. Else's. Yeah. Three out of four people who stayed had a pair of Kings and I had a pair of Jacks. And so that was like, yeah, dude, fucking, play the long game, stay in the game. You don't have to make it all in one trade because when you try to make it all in one trade or all in one hand, that's when you fucking lose everything. Yeah. My best poker hand I ever had, I won like 600 bucks because I bluffed on a, I thought I had like a flush or royal flush and I only had a straight or something. (laughs) So it worked out great. (laughs) Well, you know, the other best thing about last night, no Venmo. Yeah, yeah. We, and, we forced everyone to use cash. Yep. Basically. And uh, I got paid out pretty much what I was owed. I sacrificed whatever the change was. Right. Like a, a dollar or a few cents. Yeah. We should just start uh, playing with real money. We did. Instead of cents. We'll just start like small blinds a dollar. Oh. I don't know. It's going to get pretty expensive. Yeah, buy yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I much bigger. maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah maybe like $100 buy-in. <laughs> And I do kind of disagree. Like usually like most of what you wind up with comes, I would say comes from a couple of big pots. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't so, make it easier if it, if it like, 
if the chips just had the denominations on them, if you could find a set that had the matching 12 and a half cents, 25 cents. A 12 and a half cent thing came from Nick, but it's working out. Yeah, because what, well, what are they normally? 25, 50. That's it? Yeah. Oh, I see. Something like that. Oh. Maybe that's why it's so confusing to people. Yeah. Huh. It is. I got to print out those cheat sheets again, though. Remember when I did that yeah. like two years ago for Andrea? Yep. And I'd me. love to play sometime a serious game where people are paying attention. And uh, that's all? the biggest problem. <laughs> is for some reason. See, that's what I said to to uh, my uh, my girlfriend was I was like the problem with it is is like if you go and you think it's going to be a social event, it's not. Poker is like school. You have to pay attention. You can't talk to people. You have to have your eyes in front of you. You, you, like all of these things. You have to be focused. Yeah. Right. The point of getting together to play poker is to play poker, and the point of playing poker is to win money. Otherwise, you should play like Monopoly. Right. Exactly. It's not a super social. It can be. You take a break. Everyone has a few chips. Yeah. But if everyone's paying attention, oh, what a game, huh? If everyone's paying attention, you can maintain a level of social interaction as well. It's just. Every time there's somebody socially interacting too much, yeah. there's also somebody who doesn't get to socially interact because they have to pay attention on behalf of yeah, that person. Right. And with the exception of my girlfriend, I'm pretty sure every female there uh, had to be told every time it was their turn. <laughs> I'm a fan of... Drunk. And then you had to tell them what they have to do on their turn. I, I kind of want to... I feel like we should just make a pact that we never... We just sit there for however long it takes. I, I tried that last night. I went... Okay. Just, what it, if I'm? What if I stop policing this? <laughs> How long does it take for somebody else, anybody else, to step up and say something to somebody? Yeah. This is why the the other great thing you could do is get a Nick. You need somebody who just deals. I know that would be super handy. That for a while, I was fun. just doing this. I would, I would, I would see that someone's not paying attention. It would be their turn, yeah. and I would just point at them, and I'd hold my finger out, pointing at them. <laughs> As long as possible, and at some point they'd make eye contact with me, and I'm just staring and pointing at them, <laughs> and I just move my finger on the table, and they go, "Huh? What? What's happening here?" <laughs> but then I'm an asshole. No, yeah, for keeping the game going. Right. Yeah, that's the pre- well, that's what Brett just explained. Yep. It's like it's not it's not a sitting around eating chips party. It's a playing a game where you have stakes party. So everybody has to know, like a week ahead of time, Friday, poker. It's poker. We're playing poker that's important right i think that's what sets it up for success anyway i hate to be this guy but during What's the break the i was eating cheese <laughs> and uh it's 73 degrees in this room and i'm starting to get worried about this cheese so we should end the show so i can go put it away good night well everybody knows about the backwards angel butt spread right <laughs> this has been poor man show episode 477 thank you very much everybody good night rock on this counts as a show and we're done would it make you feel much better
I heard the one, yeah. Why are there bugs on me? I heard that. Well, we got that figured out then. We're streaming. Is that all there is? That was just like the most recent episode. Yeah, well, there's a fuckload more. Oh, nice. I mean, do you want me to play all 10,000 drops? Yep, until... Not until I get a seltzer, then play all 10,000. Don't do it after nine drinks. You came out your butt? (laughs) Too much drunken jizz. Fuck you. Get that drop. I don't like things that people are into. Who's ever happy post-success? Fuck you, little Brett. I'll definitely get that drop. I think I'm gay. This is sex, and I'm going to jizz. What the hell is in my mouth? Uh, let's see here. Four, six, oh, eight. no. Brett. 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 What can we do to put me in you today? So good. Yeah. How do you go from jizz to 9-11 truth? Level two, please. Pointing. Wow, you just disappeared when you vaped and then reappeared. Oh, I'm very dark now. I'm too dark now. My dick is confused. Fucking gay. (laughs) But then I looked down and my dick wasn't there. A woman kicked me in the face because I said she had no friends. I am so filled with jizz right now. Yeah, this is porn. There's a dick. There's a vagina. Welcome to the show. I mean, come on. Ow, my fingies. <laughs> You're not watching the live yeah, stream, Yeah, fuck you. You suck our dicks. Oh, my dick hurts. I'm the last person who wants to punch an animal. Man, I really would love to possibly jerk to some boobs. Unfortunately, all I have around me are boy butts, so I guess that'll have to do. Man, I really would love to possibly jerk to some boobs. Can you hear this? Welcome to Andy Land, motherfuckers. That was when we started having a lot of problems with boy butts. I don't think I've ever had sex with a foreigner. It's fucking, fucking, fucking ice cream, ice cream. (laughs) Favorite listener, Jessica, get that drop, please. No, I get to do my own loud noises. Oh, I'm good. I I got a boner. I'm on the show. Somebody gave me a microphone. (laughs) Like, this was agreed to ahead of time. You're not a sexual deviant. Set up my dick. 
Sit on my dick. I don't know. I was like, there's another dick. <laughs> tits, 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 tits. It was very sexual. This should be this the commercial for the show. You know what? It was very sexual, and I was very turned on. White yeah. people are a problem. Hey. What is that? That was working out. That was yeah, she, uh, she says workout noises. at the gym. Oh. I have to say, Jessica did a much better job at organizing her files. She like did it by show name and then who it is and then what the drop is. Nice. Yeah, I should have done that from 10 years ago. <laughs> Alien fucking and murder. Whoa! Whoa! I think I just jizzed all over everything. There's like uh, 12 more file uh, folders to go. Wow, okay. I made a horrible error and I drank a hot coffee as soon as I sat down here in this hot studio. Yeah. So I'm going to go close some windows and turn on some AC. <laughs> what? For once, it's comfortable How do down I know here. when it's not drops anymore? You won't. You'll never know. <laughs> this sounds like you're responding to me. I am responding to you, Brett. But I'm this not. then, I'm, that confirms that this is now. It's comfortable. I think it's the most comfortable it's ever been down here. And now Andrew wants to make it cold. It was more comfortable before it rained. I think it's it got a little humid or something in here. Like, it just feels kind of sticky. But yeah, the one time that it's not freezing fuck cold in here, and Andrew's like, oh my god. Oh, I gotta dip my toes in ice water. I don't think, uh, I think Andrew needs a little more strife when it comes to temperature in his life. Yeah, like, try not making it cold. I've never blamed coffee for Feeling the temperature hot. that I feel. Your coffee's not hot enough, I guess. I don't think co- I don't think that's how coffee works. I'm sorry, how everybody. How long are we gonna jack off to this stuff? I was being a real Alex, or a, a real Brett, or a, a real Andrew. The only person who's me? good at this is Puke. Um, but it's time to do the show. At adapting, either to somebody's not. Is that what you mean? <laughs> no, either somebody's not at the table when the time arrives to do the show. <laughs> yeah. Or. We are at the table, and right before we get started, somebody has to go do something. Yeah. That's usually my thing. Or we arrive at the table, like ready to do a and show. everything's fucked up. And that, and there's food to eat first, though. Mm. So we're all bad at it except for puke. <laughs> I'm just late on occasion, I guess. Or you or just calculate the time. Yeah. Like, what time's it? about the time we needed to do the show when he was in California? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. About all those times. I found the most important drop. All right. How long do you try for? Um, the length of a poop. <laughs> what kind of a Is, poop? Uh, uh, like two, medium. two to ten seconds? Like, or no. you mean sitting on the toilet? Probably about ten minutes. If you if you have a continuous poop stream of ten minutes, wow. <laughs> Five, four. Oh wait. Okay, go ahead. Um, I'll I'll. I'll oh, I'll, shock and Brett's eating. Go, I won't be I won't be disruptive. Go ahead. Man can't go ten minutes without having a salad. Five. It looks like he's just eating peanut butter. 